The voice of one crying the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord Make straight in the desert a highway for our God The voice of one crying the wilderness Prepare the way of the Lord Make straight in the desert a highway for our God The voice of one crying Father, we bless your name. We are grateful that we can come and gather in your name. Father, we ask that you teach us today of your fullness. We receive one grace after another. We are requesting that you give us the counsel of heaven. Instruct us in the things that please you. Shine your light on us that we might see new eyes, new ears, new hearts, new understanding. You are a God who come to seek your face. Show us your ways, good God. Teach us your ways. Let the light shine in the darkness. The darkness cannot comprehend it. Let there be light. Under the authority of the Most High God, the dark places. Thank you, good Father. Amen. Praise God. You may have your seats. Um, well, today we would um, we have a Bible study, of course. And uh, I desire that we be as attentive as possible. While, uh, you know, feel free to ask questions and, you know, seek counsel on whatever it is that scriptures provide for us. Okay? Is that okay? So let's see what the Holy Spirit will allow us to study today while it's coming. Let me rush in a word or two. <laughs> We've been working on the website for many years. We posted for about a year and a half. Got God's army mobilizing. It's for the army of God worldwide. The last day church. We are hoping to um, make it available. Different from God's house, which is our family, our church family. Different from Gamka, which is a school of ministry. Um, that we believe everyone that wants to be part of the army of the Lord should be part of. God's Army Mobilizing is a place where, yes, there will be an emphasis on the things God has given to us, but we will also put out whatever we think will help build up the Army of the Lord. The Army of the Lord is one of the expressions of the body of Christ. God's most popular name, most popular title is the Lord of the Heavenly Armies. That is most, hands down, not, no other name comes near. God is called many things, but the number one thing he's called is a warrior. That's the number one thing. That should tell you something immediately. If someone likes being addressed a certain way the most, you should know that that's the character trait he admires the most. Do you understand this? Yes, yes. So God loves being called about 2,000 times or so. The commander, the lord, the leader, the ruler of armies. That's what he likes being called. In your King James, he calls it, he said, the Lord of hosts. When you hear hosts, you, you don't think, think it would be like today. You say the, the, the general of the troops, the leader, the king of soldiers. That would be the expression if it was earthly. The only thing with God, we know that that arm is not limited to the earth. 
it's on earth and in heaven. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 tells you about him. talks about the family in heaven and on earth. So there's a continuity. Now what God is looking for in sons, taking and building from things we've said in the past, what God is looking for in sons is he's looking for those who will join that divine company. Again, we know the little we know about angels and about whoever. We know little. We don't know that much. We came to meet them. Okay? They are referred to in Genesis 6 as sons of God and all of that. But we know that the Lord Jesus came as a son. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. It says, though he was a son, he learned obedience through the things he suffered. That's scripture. And we can see that he's coming to call, same book of Hebrews, many sons into glory. Now, the sons of God today, the children of God, let me put it that way, that's a better expression, would like to say, no, I'm a son now. And I keep telling you, being indisciplined is not a virtue. Being impatient is a sign of childishness. You know, I understand for those who don't understand, but once you've heard it, even once explained, that's all you need. After it's explained, you have no excuse anymore. The scripture has multiple words referring to children. Technon, Padion, Bephros, infants, different ages, Padion, from which you have pedagogy, pediatricia, and uh, all of that. Simply speaking of a child of a certain age. Technon does mean son. It could be grown up young. It could be any, it, a child. A child. <coughs> you know? And then you have Kyos, which often would seem to speak of a child that is more grown up, but it speaks of and one also that is adopted. Okay? The concept we saw in Romans 8 just on Sunday, was it? Excuse me. How? Or maybe last Wednesday that, mm -mm, there was no meeting last Wednesday, but so it's probably Sunday. We've seen it many times in different ways. Sorry. But the basic idea we've seen is that it's speaks of it carries the concept of a child that is established. It could be a small child that is an heir, but it speaks of one who will enter the place of the father, represents the father. Okay? So a huos, while used variously, is a slightly different concept from a pagan. So when you have errors in understanding from Translators, you can't blame them. They couldn't have known all those things. It's why you must be open to learning and you must understand that the light of the righteous shines brighter and brighter. When you read John chapter 1, as many as believe, he gave power to become, not yours, of God. Take none. The proper word is children, male and female. It's not sons. You pick a word, you run like mad. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. The concepts are different. That's why it's differentiated. Children are born. As very, very, I said to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see. So when you're born, what are you? A child. That's all you are. You can't be born grown up. You're born a child. Men are formed. And God formed the man out of the dust of the earth. So the idea is that you are born into the kingdom. 
You are born into the kingdom. Born. Anything that is born comes immature and then has to grow up. The process of growing up is what turns you into a ben. In the Hebrew, B-N. The others are Greek, but B-N. A ben is a builder of the family name. Son. Except some really crazy stuff like brand new trash. Uh, some, I confess, I don't know some of it. You know, that's why I'm always asking questions. But old trash, I have a clue. I didn't fall out of a palace in the sky. I've been on earth. You know, and uh, what you should understand is the moment something sounds too good to be true, if you even doubt it. Second, something doesn't become true based on how much you hope it is true. That doesn't make it true. Again, as far as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above your ways and his thoughts above your thoughts. You must understand this, that there's a difference between God is realistic. Our God is a realistic God. He makes you a promise. He says something. He doesn't expect you to, I'm a child of God, I can't sin. You, you just lie. Rather, think this way. Amen. There's that passage in 1 John 3. Be open to your misunderstanding what was said. Be open to the translator looking at his choice of words. What did they mean here? I'm making a mistake. Once it doesn't match with reality, you read somewhere in the Bible, and, 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 and the day he made them. Yeah. Uh, um, um, and, and, and he says something like, Every, every, okay, I'm trying to think of a real scripture. I want to fake something. But a scripture that says something that seems to contradict reality, that when I say reality, I mean reality. Who can give me one? Anything. A scripture that is against what is normal to human life. Any verse at all, anything. Just. Did you hear that? Whoever believes in me shall never die. Is it in the Bible, the book of John? Uh, who knows any any such person? Thank you so much. Who knows any such person? Talk now. So Jesus lied. Uh, I have to drop my Christianity. So Jesus lied. All of you are inside. No, if I say no, 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 that's not what he meant. You have to understand. Uh, oh, there's something to understand. You pick and choose the one you understand. The one that when something doesn't make sense. No, the Jesus that said it, didn't he believe in himself? Did he not die? <laughs> the simple answer is that he could not have meant it that way. Do you understand? Is it not Jesus that when people would die, you say they are sleeping? Was he lying? No. Isaiah 55. Give me Isaiah chapter 55. Look at what the book of Isaiah chapter 55. We can read from verse uh, 10. Okay. 9, 9 is 5. For as the heavens are higher than the earth. Look at me. He gave you the comparison. As high as heaven is from earth. Not heaven, heavens. So first and foremost, the comparison is the distance between heaven and earth. So my ways, my way, my ways are higher than your ways. When we are singing, when we are praying, like I prayed before we started, teach us your ways. Some of you, you don't hear anything. Everything passes you. Oh, it's just religious. I don't pray religious prayer. That's why you never see me. I don't have standard format prayer. I don't have pre-planned prayer, prayers. When I'm praying, I mean what I'm saying. Because I think God takes note of what you mean. Like all the people that do auto prayer. Oh, shada, blah, 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 blah. Hey, 
Be careful. You may have said nothing. When you say nothing and someone was waiting with a pen and you said nothing, they submit nothing. This one said nothing. Didn't mean anything. Said nothing. Had no expectation. Had no desire. Just came and stood here. Everybody stood. Some people said something. This one said nothing. Oh God. I wonder what time we go. Oh God. This boy is blue. Oh God. What color blue is it? What kind of blue is it? Oh God. Is that aquamarine? No. Oh, this is deep blue, oh, like royal blue. Almost well, not, not exactly. No, this is not royal. Oh God, they're making it today. Ways. Amen. Amen. Then you say, Oh, we prayed. Who prayed? They prayed. You didn't pray. You were not even there. In the spirit realm, <laughs> the angel Western looks at what he jotted. Not make sense. Does mean. Better be present when you're. Then you're talking to God, or someone is praying on your behalf. Tune in and catch each word as though it's your own. Yes, so, yes, so, yes, yes. That's what amen means. Yes. You don't have to shout. You can say amen quietly in your heart. Amen. amen. Each point. Yes. I agree. That's what amen means. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. The one you don't agree, don't agree. Don't say amen. Never say amen to what you don't agree to. You can read in, pick up pieces. Agree to that one. Mm-mm. To that one. No, no way. <laughs> Every enemy that has stood in your way. Last year, this year, they will not survive. I won't say amen there. Next year, you say, may God bless your steps. Amen. God pays attention. So I pray for, I'm constantly praying it. About learning his ways. Why? They are not local. You do not find them here. You do not find, do you know what local means? Local doesn't mean bush. If you're in America and you're living in New York or Main Avenue and you ask someone, are you a local? It means, are you from here? It doesn't mean, do you live in the forest? Have you heard me? <laughs> oh, you need people. We know some English. All right. English class done. Now, so God's ways are not local. Does not mean bush. It means his ways are not from around here. Do you get <laughs> his ways are somewhere else this is one of our greatest problems so when he says let's go and wake her up she's asleep it is not he's not <laughs> I don't know why Jesus talks like that Mm-mm. he doesn't know why you talk the way you talk why do you say people die there's nothing like that you, you don't understand die by that you mean finished ended no more uh-huh. Because from my perspective and where I'm coming from, nobody stops being. You continue to be. That they are not seeing you here, that you dropped your body. Your soul, spirit, lifted. It went somewhere. Down or up. It went somewhere. Up or down. It went somewhere. It is presently aware of itself. It knows itself. It is thinking, talking, moving, interacting with a dimension that you are unaware because of your extremely limited height. So when you stand, you can't see beyond, behind the wall. So it doesn't exist. All you see is this. You can't see anything behind this. He sees everything at once. All the way to, he doesn't just see in space. He sees in time. Forward, backward, all is at once in front of him. You look down on his stool and you're looking at that ant and it's walking fast. Brrr. On a table, you know what is at the end of the table. You can see that there's some water that was poured here. There's some oil here. 
And then you know you have, let's pretend we're Americans. You have a pet lizard. And this ant, the way it's going, you can tell its future. It's not that you're making it happen. You're just informing. In about 30 seconds, you'll be inside the belly of a lizard. You don't, you're not making it happen. Based on your forward trajectory, you will come, that water, you avoid it like this. That oil, you crawl between it. Because you're an ant, we know how you move normally. Having observed thousands of ants in the past, lizards eat ants. It's automatic. So this thing you call prophecy is, is a matter of perspective. It's just because he's standing above all. And he sees. So if he wants to save you, he has to intervene in your normal trajectory. Tell him, I need, I need, I need one of the ants who obey me and hear my voice. Come, go down there, rush. Go on the way to Azotus. Go to the wilderness of sin. Go to Horeb. Go. Okay, you call them prophets. He goes, hey, you, stop. Don't go that way. If you go, you shall die. It's not a matter of feeling or this and that. So it's either fake or it's real. In human life, that might be 10 years down the road. That might be the next day. That might be the same day. That might be four years from now. Many times, he doesn't tell you it will last in 30 seconds. He doesn't tell you the timing, but he informs you. Change your ways. Change your ways. And you refuse to change your way. You continue in your way. Now, what exactly do you expect? When it happens, you say, look at what God has done to me. Do you stupid yourself? Who did it to you? You did it to yourself. You did it to yourself 100%. That road did it to you, and you took yourself down the road. He loved you enough to tell. Today, we are reading the book of uh, Jeremiah. We've been reading through the Bible in our morning devotion. So, we are the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, 29. And he says to them, I've sent warnings to you day after day, repeatedly. You refuse to listen. Now, this is Jeremiah. Jeremiah had prophesied to them for 23 years. We go to chapter 25 or so. It tells you that these 23 years I've been prophesying to you. You people have not listened. Now, listen. Nebuchadnezzar is king. This is the first year of Nebuchadnezzar becoming king. First year. This guy was prophesying 23 years before Nebuchadnezzar existed. So when he used to say, Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1. What do you see? I see a boiling pot from the north, tilted towards us. The north is the area where Babylon is. Nebuchadnezzar did not exist. Do you understand? But the God who sees. Remember, time is just like distance to him. To you, time is now. To him, well, you are now here. This is all you see. He is here, seeing over all. At once. It's not that God went into the future. He went into your future. He doesn't have future. It's now. So it's why. So watch. When he says my ways, when he opens his mouth and talks, he's not saying, huh, the way it's going, it will be. It's you, it will be to. To him, it is now. Oh, you don't understand. You understand. His ways, his perspectives, his coordination, his observation, observatorial powers are not like yours. He's not trying to be above you. He's above you. 
as far as heaven. Can you picture someone looking down from heaven at things? God looks down on mankind. The eyes of the Lord run to and through, through the earth. Is that not what scriptures say? Continually he's seeing things. Continually he's observing things. Continually he can see. Are you angry at... So when he talks and says, if you do this or you don't do this, I shall do this to you. He's not threatening you. Oh God. It's not even that I was sharing devotion this morning. Jeremiah chapter 29 tells them what he tells them. Hey, as you're going there, build houses. Build houses. Are you listening? Plant vineyards. Plant vineyards. Settle down. Uh, give your children out in marriage. Uh, get wives or your ch- sons. Eh? Your daughters, give them out. In other words, settle down. It's not, uh, there's no rush. Settle down. Do you understand that to plant a vineyard, you wait for some years for it to start? Uh, settle down. No be rush something. Settle down. Don't be in a hurry. You'll be there. Papa. Now, he had already told them since how long it would be. Whether they believe it or not. 70 years. What did they do? One fellow, forgetting the other fellow in the previous chapter, who had said, no, it's going to be two years. Nehemiah, Jeremiah went like, maybe you got a fresh word. He said, amen. Don't read it. He said, amen. <laughs> then he went home and God told him, which kind of man? Nonsense. Don't tell that man, I'll kill him. You die. He's teaching people rebellion against me. He didn't say rebellion against my prophet. He said rebellion against me. Because God speaks through prophet. You want him to come down and talk to that ant. The ant will die. Where will he stand? So he has to work out methods through dreams and visions. And the inspiring of the Lord. And he has to speak out. Hey. You. Jeremiah. Before you were born. He has to find a way. Just work it out. Pass you through lots of things so your ear can hear. Once he tried to talk to a crowd, they all begged him together, please, if you talk to him, you die. Don't talk, oh God, please, Moses. Moses, oh please, please, don't go up. Let him talk to you, please. Ah, we will die. They had finished talking, but they didn't die. But the feeling of death was so real. Please, don't be talking. So God found out that human beings don't do very well hearing him. Why? The word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces divine and son of soul and spirit. It's like you're going to separate into your three tripartite nature. Moses, we'll do everything. Everything you say we'll do, we'll do. Did they? Do you think they were lying when they were saying it? They were not lying. They meant it. That's how terrified they were of the word of God because he's more dreadful than anything else in reality. And as he spoke to them. That's why God says it's a good thing. It's okay. It's good. Let's talk to Moses. Moses, you handle communication. So whenever they disobeyed Moses, they were disobeying God. This is not a matter of go, come, this, that. They were disobeying God. They know that they had said that God should speak to Moses. So why are you still disputing with the one that you told to be your messenger? Your go-between, your mediator, as the book of Hebrews calls him. A mediator, one who goes between. So they would stand. Go and read the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Every time they would grumble, they would say, the Bible would say they grumble against Moses and Aaron. Every time God responds, he says, you're grumbling against me. He, never, he doesn't call Moses. He doesn't say, my prophet. You saw my prophet. He doesn't. 
Same thing that Jeremiah 29. He doesn't say, you're insulting my prophet. You disrespected my servant. How dare you? No, that's not what he said. He said, because another fool had showed up. Two of them, one called Ahab, one called Zedekiah. And then a third God who had already been taken into captivity, just like Jeremiah had prophesied ahead. They had already taken the first batch of captives away. Already. And here they were still arguing. Now, how many bits of evidence do you want? How many bits of evidence do you want? So they still disputed with the Most High. As represented by his servant. And how did that turn out? He said, tell that fellow, call Shemaiah. That's Shemaiah guy. Tell him. Tell him I'm going to deal with him. And he said the same thing he said to the guy in chapter, the previous chapter. He said, because he has taught rebellion against me. Not against my prophet. God can speak anyhow he likes. Through anyone, through anything. He speaks through people too. That's what prophetic ministry is about. Whether it's confirming something God has told you, or telling you for the first time, or warning you, or comforting you, encouraging you, challenging you, whatever it is it's doing. Its purpose is to help you to carry out the commands of God and for your safety. He told them in that chapter 29. He said, listen, listen. Let's keep, let's look at our hands. Listen, plant vineyard, settle down. My thoughts towards you, they are good thoughts. Good thoughts, good. Not evil. I have good plans to give you a future and a hope. Minus me, let me add. There's no future. It ends. You, the expectation of the wicked will be cut short. You have an expectation that you're going to run like that and arrive at here. It will be truncated because it's not from me. It's from wickedness, from your will, from mankind, from the enemy. But my thoughts, which are far above your thoughts, we didn't finish reading it. Say, my ways are above your ways, and my thoughts are higher also than. Your thoughts. So when he says that his thoughts towards you are good thoughts, you, your thoughts are not good thoughts. You, you human beings. No, no. I cannot love myself. No, no. Nobody can love me more than I love myself. There's someone who loves you more than you love yourself. The one who has calculated your trajectory sees the end from the beginning and maps out the most accurate way for it to be the most peaceful, the safest, the most calm journey you can have. Turn left now. Slow down now. Pause. How long am I going to be waiting here? Silent. Ah. <laughs> my mate. <laughs> my mate. <laughs> See my mate. See my mate. My mate. You've been... Uh, who's your mate? Though? Did you follow your mate and see what happened to them? No. Again, how far can you see? Which mate? Is it the mate that married at 22? Where is she now? Oh, the marriage broke up. Uh-oh. Eh, how, how many children they have? Oh, two. Okay. But she's doing okay, right? I hope she got... No! Ah. She has HIV. And uh, that's why she left him. The man was a dog. Hey. Ah, that fine girl. Hmm. My sister, mm. you know, human sounds very useless. 
man sounds. What does that sound mean? That sound you're making. Mm-hmm. And you know the funny thing? I think God tried to warn her. Eh? Yes. How? Hmm. See, I, it's not something I share. No less than three times. Before, let me use an example you know. The one you can know. Worldwide. Her name was Catherine Kuhlman. <laughs> You've heard stories about Catherine Kuhlman. She passes with her quilted. Groom, you're under the chair. You don't even know what happened. Oh, let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Jesus. Healing, miracles, everything in that atmosphere. Before that version, you know and love, was a young lady, fiery preacher, evangelist. I love the Lord. And a man came and preached in our church. Very dashing, handsome, debonair. Had a land. How they call it a land. You don't? I should demonstrate. I'm not tall enough. Panache. Huh? Praise God. Just, the, just everything. Slick looking guy. Who has seen that guy? She used to call him Mr. A dream for weary eyes. And he swept her off her feet. And the woman of God <laughs> was nowhere to be found. Did she fall into fornication? No. God forbid. <laughs> but this woman of God lost peace and many other things. Signs. On her wedding day. On her wedding day. She fainted. Before her wedding day, she would cry endlessly. Of course, that's the Holy Spirit. If she knew. I think she knew, sir. But I've seen stubborn people before. <laughs> we are here for you. You know one reason you should be close to this, our church family? So, so when you come back, you know the way to our houses. <laughs> we are here for you. Just keep seat. When sense moves back in. Because I know the appeal, sense will come back. I appeal for your life. But when sense comes back, but I'll tell, I'll talk. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. When the ocean comes, I use everyone for example. Like this, our sister here. Like this, I can't wait for five, ten years from now. I can't wait. See illustrations. New generation. Ah! It'll be 10,000 people. See, like a, uh, see, come, sister, come, come out. Do you see the sister? You know what I was telling them that time? <laughs> they didn't hear. <laughs> they didn't hear. You know, I, give her the mic. Tell them. <laughs> Yes, now you must lay down your life. No greater love. No greater love had a man than this. I lay down his life for his brother. You will tell for the sake of the. You don't want to strengthen the next generation? You don't want to keep them from making your same error? You don't? Answer me, you don't. You know, man, I say anything. You have lost out big time. So I'm trying to help you recover points. Yes, I want you to stand it. This is carrying a cross. Carry me as cross. Tell them. Whether I even tell you or not, publish it in a book. My story of stupid. Or my stupid story. Whichever one. Put it out there. God will mark. Okay. Wow. She opened up like that just to help them. That's awesome. Some of you don't know that you get points for that. Every time you lay down your life for people, you get points. So you don't know. What do you think laying down your life is? They must cut off your head. No. Every time you lower yourself so people can walk on you and go higher. There's no greater love in case you didn't know. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm totally serious. So every time you open up and use your experiences to help others to grow, even though it's sad and painful experiences, ah, that's love. What, what is more than that? 
and they look at you and it's not one pastor telling someone's story. It's you telling your story. And you tell them any questions and they ask you. But that time you were thinking, what? And you say, I was not thinking. That's when I loaned my brain to the devil. I just got it back four years ago. I call them living illustrations. Those are the people that want to provide examples for me to use. And I told you, so you don't say you're new. I warned them from the beginning. I will use you as the illustration. Don't even try me. I'm a preacher of truth. Why should I be talking about people in China when you're here? Just here. Eh? Please, come and stand and tell the story. Tell them what I told you before you did not say. Uh-huh. I did tell them. Now, say what happened to you. Uh-huh. Now that you have said it, no problem. Can we go? Thank you. Everyone, put your hands together for that. Sister, she goes back to her seat. She's such a blessing now. Since sense moved back in. Captain Kuman cried and cried, they say. Inconsolable. You understand. You don't, you know, and I know, and I know how that thing works. As your spirit anguishing, grieving. As your spirit going. <laughs> they standing there to marry. She fainted. Who passes out before saying I do? She did. Talk about signs. Talk about wonder. The wonder is at her sister. She still stood and said, I do. The marriage lasted how long? One month? Weeks. That's how long it lasted. Oh, oh, the man had been married. Oh, he was married. He was a foreigner. She didn't marry for the rest of her life. There are choices. He said, oh, no, had I known. You don't need to know. There's one who knows. And he's watching over you. When he talks, don't be foolish. See, when the most high, most high, high, higher, highest, most high, higher than the highest, highest, most, nothing higher than. When the one whose perspective is the ultimate talks, can you not comment? You may ask questions, but uh, from which level are you speaking? He looked down. How does that uh, memory verse go? Da, 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 da. Around those who fear him, on those whose obeying is unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in
understand what I mean to look up to Jesus the author and finish of faith. This is the picture. Look at the hand. This way? Left. left. Uh, 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 I, I should stop? Oh, okay. Uh, Lord, did you say something? Ah, I should move. Oh, which way? Right. Oh, okay. Right. Two steps. Yes. Okay, now stop. Yes. Straight. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Should I, should I still go? Lord, Oh dear, where did you go to? Oh wow, Lord! Oh, <laughs> oh what did they say we should do while we are waiting? Those who wait on the Lord shall renew strength. Okay, we'll wait on you. We wait, we're not in a hurry. You wait for you know. That's why you buy down when music. Oh, I we long to see your face. Do, do you think Christians understand what prayer is? I don't even think we understand too many. You know what you think prayer is? That's when you go in and drag God. Brethren, we're not here to play. We're here to pray. In this place. Ah! The more you think you sweated, the more you think you moved God. You didn't do anything of this sort. You didn't. I'm very serious. The amount of sweat expended is commensurate to nothing. Apart from exercise, you know, exfoliation, I guess some form of, you know, you know, some people, you know, we don't sweat enough, so it's good. Exercise. Clearing out your pores. Prayer is talking to God. Praise is, there's something about trusting God that is, that is so much more powerful than. Oh, I had a dream. Oh Lord, was that you? I think I'm supposed to move to, and that's how you take the next step. This is the, what I describe is called the walk of the disciple. A disciple is not greater than his master. Eh? Some people told me some horror stories yesterday, day before yesterday in my house. You know, this church, then in my house, church just continues. <laughs> horror stories. We are reading the Bible and the person asked a question. I said, I went to, I saw a preacher. A preacher came and said that you cannot wait out. That I will not pass through the valley of the shadow of death. I will jump it. Grammar. That's grammar from the ground. You jump it. Question. Come and be shepherd. But listen, listen to how the story started. No, you are the jump. I'm the shepherd. You are the sinner. Are you the sinner? <laughs> oh yeah, be be declaring. That's good. The Lord is my <laughs> slowly. Me neither. 
Lord is my shepherd. It means, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm. Besides Very happy. Us. Follow me. Where are you frowning? Are you unhappy about me? <laughs> 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 hmm? So go okay, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not wait. Make me light and green pasture. Leave me beside the still waters. Okay, so all right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall Pay not attention. wait. In this beside the still waters, He cool. restores my soul. Leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. Tell I walk to the valley of valley of. Shadow. That's where He jumps Mba. and passes. Oh yeah. And I jump through. <laughs> so he jumps past through the valley of the shadow of death. Keep going. He will yeah. fear no. Evil. Excuse me. Where's the shepherd? Because I can assure you the shepherd did not jump. That one I can promise you. Shepherd jumps for no one. According to the story, he walked through the valley. Now this is a proper Christian. Though I walk, that's what the scripture, their pastor just disagree with God openly. On a microphone. The audacity. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because of who is with you. Your rod. And certainly it seems you miss over the edge of the valley. The rod will pull you back. The staff is, you know, you're going a bit too much this way, you know, over the edge of the cliff. They tap you. <laughs> You, you understand? You, you, you call it the chastising of the Lord. It's love. It restores you to save parts. Parts of righteousness. For whose sake? His own. Not you. You're irrelevant. Reputation, not. not none of that means anything. Surely. Goodness. But what happened when you jump? Guess what? I can tell you. Thank you, guys. You know when this guy jumped? You know how he jumped? Then I walk through the valley. Of, eh? No, I will not walk. First, you move away from the Lord naturally. You have to leave his hand. Then you take a running leap. You jump through the valley of shadow of death. As, as we hear you falling. Uh, uh, because that's what happens when you jump in precarious places. You jumped how? How do you jump? Where do you jump from? Who permitted you to jump? How do you know what's on the other side you were jumping to? Have you been here before? It is the shepherd that knows the path. The shepherd knows the way. He's been here millions of times. Look at you. You were born day before yesterday. You now, you're a jumper. In other words, shepherd, I trust you as long as it is green pastures. I trust you as long as it's still waters. Once it's dark valleys. Mm -mm. Every man for himself. Lord, leave my hand. Lord, I say, leave me for a while. Just give me some more time. I'll get back to you. Because from what I'm seeing with my eye, I spy with my eye a time of darkness. And I've come up with, I've tried to find out some techniques to avoid any darkness in my life. Because everything must be clear for me. This is, this is, this is the destruction of Christianity. And this is what has hurt people the most. You see, when he stood here and saw that Catherine Kuhlman, someone would say, why did he tell her clearly? See, let me explain prophetic ministry a little. You can't instruct God. The Bible asks you who you shall instruct him. You can't instruct God to talk to you. It is God's nature to want to talk to us. Why? He upholds all things by the word of his power. You are upheld by his words. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word 
So God has to speak or we would not survive. The primary collection of his speakings is 66 books you know as the Bible. He has said much more than this. But these are the ones he has permitted at this time to be collated and presented as unbroken, undisputed, divinely inspired words. Many things have been said that are sound, good, but they are not necessarily divinely inspired in the same way that these ones were. I've told you about numerics, I've told you about many things. The total supernaturalness of these 66 books. The impossible prophetic accuracy of these 66 books. You call it a book, it's not a book, it's 66 books. They are put together and placed available for us at this time. This book has a limited time use. At some time, it will be referred to as a historical document. That time has not yet come. First of all, all of the law, the word of God here, must first be fulfilled. Every jot and tittle first. When that is done, then we would have entered into the reign of the greater light. For now, he says that you should be wise to esteem it as a light in a dark place until the day star rises in our hearts. So there's coming a time when there will be no need for this. First, first Corinthians 13 says, is it prophecies they shall pass away? People don't understand that this is prophecy. The very thing they say came to pass while the gift of prophecy left is the opposite. This prophecy will pass away. All the prophecy of scripture, Second Peter 1 calls it, is given as the Holy Spirit moved on men, holy men, to write. This is prophecy from Genesis to Revelation. It's telling you about things before they happen. It's telling you about what God wants. It's called the words of God. But it is not all the words of God. What you were supposed to do at this season of your life, 2023, is not written here. And you need it for you to survive. And you must hear it and obey it. It will come in different ways. It will come by promptings, leadings, words, directives, instructions, corrections. It will come during church Bible study meetings like this. It will come when you're reading, having your morning devotion individually, corporately with others, constantly. Those words are every stage. As you hear it, it's guiding. It's, it will come through timely Signification. Say, hey, look at that. And you're passing on the road and you look up and you see something on a billboard that is the exact passage you read that morning and a message that you saw on someone's DP. And you're like, wow, God, are you saying something? And wisdom instructs you to ask further, Lord, are you saying something? And if you still can't get it, maybe you talk to a disciple or someone, you, you pay attention. Or an older Christian, or someone around your brother, and they may say, "I had a dream too." And as they tell you what they saw, it makes sense. Oh, I think it would appear. I believe, Father, if this is you trying to tell me this. You pray about it. Help me, give me, and you ask for direction. Simple, little by little. You know, I tell our people because we have all these many people with prophetic gifts. You know, from 2016, without thinking of it. It just exploded all over the place. And over the years, it keeps happening. Lots of people see visions, have dreams, hear the word of the Lord, you know, just in this house. 
So it made it appear as though almost people cannot move without asking. So over and over the years, I've tried to fight, saying, no, no, no. You can't ask for prophetic words for everything. Stop, stop. There were times I'll ban the prophetic intercessory team, what we call PIT, P-I-T, you know. Don't do that thing without getting permission. That's, those are the rules. You don't just carry yourself. Uh, I want Pete to pray for me. No, they are not allowed. It has to come from a leader in the church who says, pray for this person. Because I want normal, I don't want people after you marry. <laughs> Darling, I, I, I believe God has been speaking to me about, wait, oh, no, let me ask Pete first. Wait first. Hello? Yes, yes. This is Mr. Angelina. It's me now, waiting. <laughs> Please, Boma, can Pete pray for me? <laughs> now, I don't know who will be charging or in charge of Pete there. Before there was uh, Matilda, before there was someone else. So let's say whoever that person will be, you know, at that time, whoever is in charge of Pete, you know. Hello? Yes. Yes. Brother Jared, yes. Please, I need Pete to pray about my children, which school they should go to. Mm. Thank you. So I'm, I'm expecting, eh? How soon? Please, I need to get back to my husband, please. Where? It's not me and you. There has to be some level of normalcy. I know there are times things are tough, you know. And we are still going to work it out. We've had years of this. You know, by observing, I've had to say, no, no, no. I keep telling you, I am your pastor. I laid hands on most of you. I activated all these giftings, you know, a lot of your giftings and all of that. Do you think I had... One of the reasons you are so many is because God saw my heart and he saw me in a dark place. And when I said, is there no one, one can hear the voice of the Lord from with tears in my eyes in a journey between Makodi and Kaduna, asking God for guidance as to the next stage of my life, which resulted in this. But I didn't know. I was in this limbo with a family of four wondering, God, what do I do? What are you saying? Have a good job. You're telling me leave. I'm this. I'm that. What's happening? I should just walk out of the boat. On what? How will we eat? How will we survive? How will anything happen? Who does that? And I, I reach as far as Canada. Someone in South Africa told me that someone in Canada can get personal prophetic words if they pray for you. So I reached out that far. The person said, oh, the Lord had told me two years ago to no more. Hey! It's as I saw that, I kept wondering, but this my other friend ought to be normal. I created a WhatsApp group, added some friends, and said, please pray for nothing. That, if you ever wonder, one of the reasons it's so easy to have prophetic gifts, that's one reason. My, this, this, inside here. Because I was like, now, it's not that I, I mean, I have all these people, I don't tell them, pray for me, this, I don't do that. I still am led, because I spent years listening to God by myself. Listening. Asking questions, listening, listening for signs, listening for leadings, listening, listening, stepping out in faith. Ah, no, I think, I, I think that's not it. This other way. Like that. That's, so I've grown up like that. Therefore, I don't want to raise a generation of people that cannot hear God for themselves. That always, what if there's no network? Hear me, because I've preached this message a couple of times. I've told you, don't become personal prophecy dependent. You will not be able to move. You, you know how addictive it is now. Ah, I, be, I need examples of uh, some of the things that people have asked for. Oh yeah, shepherds. Give me examples of some of the things people have asked that they want Pete to pray for them for. I've heard things. 
whether they should do something 201 or something 202. <laughs> Which, those kinds of, okay, so should I do this one or that one? Please, can Pete pray for me? Yeah, that one is simple now. Give me more damning stuff. Is that damning stuff? Food? Which food they should eat? Did they ask Pete to pray? No, that's them and God now. Uh-uh. Allow people in their relationship because you can ask God anything you like. Have you heard? That's all. My wildlife is when you come to a prophetic conclave and start telling them, please, can you gather to ask? Shepherd, you want to send me 20 each? You now, if where to spend your holiday, no, you can ask for a thing like that, but not from Pete. Some things that you should just talk with your disciple and say, I'm thinking of going here. And then they'll ask you, hey, so when you go here, how is it usually? Okay, how is it usually here? Okay, have you prayed about it? And so what do you feel? I don't know. Which will you prepare to go to? I will prepare this, but the temptation there is much. Go to the other one. Go to the other one. What are you praying for? You want to know. I've seen people ask for prophetic words so they can do their will. Oh, yes, many times. They are hoping God doesn't know. What they don't know is that the God of Balaam may Balaamize you by saying, eh, yes, eh, go to and send it to where you're full of temptation because you're a foolish child. You're asking for, the Bible says, answer a fool according to his folly. It does say that. Till the next verse, it says, do not answer according to his folly. <laughs> but <laughs> there's a time for that. The whole point is that, you know, you've had people ask God constant, almost everything they want to do. I want to know, can Pete pray for me? Can, can Pete pray for me? And years ago, when I realized it, I went like, what's it? When I, by mistake, heard it, I said, stop now. If you don't have permission from a pastoral care staff, what we call shepherd, don't do it. Don't try it. Don't pray for them at all. Because we found people that they will not tell common sense things that they don't even need prayer. The Bible has already spoken. They want prayer. Don't you know it's very dangerous? You know what I mean by being balamized? God told, what's his name? God told uh, Balaam. He said, can I go with these people and go and curse Israel? They, they said they would give me money by curse Israel. The Lord said, don't go. They sent another team of powerful people and said, tell him, I'll give him even more money and honor. He said, let me ask God again whether I can go and curse them. You know what God told him? Go. That's what it means to be balamized. Some of you, you may have been balamized already. The scripture is what Jesus told Satan when he came. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. You don't ask God what you know he says you shouldn't do. He will answer you according to the idol of your heart. Ezekiel 14. You haven't read it before? Write it down. Go and read it. I won't preach it today. It tells you that God will deceive you and the prophet. If you are not too sure it's in the Bible, read, read 1 Kings chapter 22. 1 Kings chapter 22. 1 Kings chapter 22. Tells you where God set up, did Ezekiel 14. So you're either Balamites or Ahabites. Choose. That is when, when, I don't know, I won't say Israelites, because Israel, mixed multitude in Israel said, We are tired of bread. We want meat. God said, You want meat? Moses, tell them I'll give them meat tomorrow. Moses started lamenting, Where will we get meat from? Even if we kill all our cows. God told him, What? Am I your mate? Come on, go and tell them what I told him. He went and told them, God said, this time tomorrow you eat meat. Not just normal meat, though. you eat it so much till it will come out of your nose and your ear. I think people went, yes, yes. Stupid people. 
say yes when God is about to kill them. The Bible says that they have not satisfied their lust. That is, they are not satisfied. Now you eat and say, mm. it, it has entered. They are not done that yet when they start dying. They died in thousands. Thousands. I don't know what kind. I don't. Does Ebola kill that fast? Who kills people that fast? They died really fast. The birds dropped. Quail, small birds, like small chickens. They dropped. Is it about three cubits high? Like, from, they just dropped. Some people, to let you know that it wasn't general massacre. The Bible says all who ate. In other words, many knew. They had begun to understand the concept. There is not every time someone says, you want? Eh, you want? Come and take. How many of you know the come and take? Say, eh, come. Okay. The one that as they say, you start moving the other way. You start going the other way. Now, I'm sure many white people, you don't understand such a concept. <laughs> say, oh, oh, you like Oh, wow. So you like to eat my, my, a whole chicken. All right. Uh, come, boy. Come. come. Come have a whole chicken. Come have a whole chicken. You're pulling bell. Come, come have a whole chicken. Come, come have a whole chicken. I have an uncle. They said, this is my uncle. When he was small. My mom said it. <laughs> so it happened. Yeah, that you cry, cry for, 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 I want meat, I want meat. And they had killed a cow. They gave him the cow leg. They say, eat it. And the mother still will take care. Eat. Yeah, eat, eat. Every time I see me, you cry endlessly. Eat, eat this way. Yeah, eat, eat me. It's an impossibility to eat that amount of meat. Impossible. It beats, they beat out the love of cow meat from his life. From then he was free. Became a new man. That's what God did to them. So I won't say they are Israelites, but <laughs> the illustrations are bound. Ezekielized, whatever. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, go and read Ezekiel 14. Please, right? If you don't know the story, go and read it. Read from verse 1 to around 11. Be terrified by the Most High God. Oh, this is a, a God. You shouldn't be afraid. be afraid of God. When I read that thing, I've told you in 1999, I became a new Christian. I've been born again for many years. But from then, I was born again afresh. When the Most High Says, how, who sent assassin angel to stand on the road and kill Balaam? All of you know the story about the donkey and Balaam. Do you know it's God that told him go? Do you know? You only know the picture. Why do you tell him go? Then you send an assassin. The angel, the donkey saved him thrice. And the angel said, not for your donkey. Your faithful intercessor, burden bearer donkey. Which is the only reason, I've said it many times, some, some of you here are even alive. If you even understand. You don't go beat. You know what he was doing to donkey? He was beating it. He beat it. He said, if I had a sword in my hand, I would have killed you. And God gave the donkey back his speech. Briefly. Ran into the future. said, donkey, come. Let me give you, release you into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Speak to this, this foolish man. And he said, since you had me, since I was... And this is the question I, I wonder in my heart. I was trying to say the in devotion today. It, it, the donkey said, since you had me, have I ever treated you badly? He said, no. Then why? Like, even if you don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing, can't you read the signs? You, you, you. Can you read the signs? If habitually I've carried you well and faithfully, on what basis am I suddenly 
something to be beaten and attacked. Then God opened his eyes. He now saw. Oh, ah, oh, my Lord. Ah, if you don't want me to go, ah, I'll go back. Be very careful. Go and listen to that message from 2018 or 19, where I talked about the donkey. Be very careful what you do to your donkeys, the one who carry your body. Be very careful. And part of how you assess your donkeys, has he misled you before? Has she misled? Have they misled you before? If they haven't, on what basis do they suddenly, whenever I see people, I've seen it happen in church as a pastor, as you know, I've seen in this as a small congregation over the years, suddenly you turn, you start attacking, start saying things against me. I guess suddenly, I've always done you good, suddenly I'm bad. I know you're heading towards this. You know, I'm always giving you clues how I know things. I don't have to see vision. And I know, and I'm 100%. You know how something, you're 100% sure of something. This is not well. No, it's not well here. 100% sure. You suddenly start beating your donkey that has never done you harm. Ah, assassins are waiting for you. It's very, it's just kind of straightforward. He calls it the madness of the prophet. Your head, then they, okay. Someone that has constantly done you good. You can't just jump up one day and start saying they are evil. Are you okay? How? When did they become? Why did they become evil? Why? Why are they evil now? What, what happened? No, you want to do your will. Your greed. I, there's always something. There's always something. There's a confidence you get to have when your motives are right. I know my motives are right towards someone. I'm helping you. Every thought I have towards you is sincere. For your well-being. Every thought. And suddenly you start looking for what to attack about me. I know you're being set up. Like there's nothing like no, no, in this, there's no instance. You are wrong. You are going to enter trouble. You count to 10 now. One, you'll be in trouble. You want to watch, want to, you'll be in trouble. It's guaranteed. At least 100% experience in the past has proven it. It's only if my heart is bad, my motives, my intention, my method, whatever. Then you say, no, in this instance, pastor is wrong. Pastor is not wrong, nothing. You are about to enter trouble, not pastor. Because your heart is bad. Get healed though. My heart is good. Of that I'm sure. That could apply to anyone that helps you carry your burdens. Your disciple, shepherd, whoever it is. That is assisting you. Carrying you. If their motives are wrong, it's a different matter. Their motives are right. Balaam's motives were wrong. His donkey's motives were right. So for those who wonder, always, you're always wondering, how do I judge things? I've given you another clue on how to judge things. Have I gotten good counsel here? Yes. Can there be a wrong motive? I'm not saying human beings don't have wrong motives. I told you a story years ago. Gunnar Olson, the founder of the International Christian Chamber of Commerce, you know, wonderful servant of God, would hear the leadings of God, all that. He said there was a prophetic sister who shared things with him, you know, and she tells him, and, and he feels, oh, they are supposed to move out of the cramped accommodation they had, he and his wife and two children or so, you know. I, I hope I'm correct. That's a number of children. And a house opened up for him, and he called his sister and asked. Now, he shouldn't have in that instance. Or he should have queried it further. And the sister said, the Lord doesn't want you to move. He told her, pray about it in Sweden. I think he was. And uh, she said, he doesn't want you. And here he is. And he tells the brother, Christian brother, who was the house agent, that, you know, he can't. And the brother said, Please pray more about it. I'll hold the house for you. He held it better for a month or three months. Refused to give it to anyone else. It's good. Nice, comfortable, everything. Later on, this sister said, Oh, 
he didn't, the house, finally, someone else took the house, didn't take it. They lived in that, those conditions, they're so uncomfortable. Not just uncomfortable, they suffered because of it, living in that place. They lived there for another, I don't know, three years or long time. I'm sorry, I'm, I'll get the proper story and share with you, you know, online or so. Remind me. And uh, he said, he talked to, sister, did you really hear? I wish he asked that thoroughly before. He said, well, actually, it wasn't really the Lord. I, I didn't want you guys to move. <laughs> so, I, 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 you know, I tell you directly, be careful. I still, in spite of all the specificity and direction God has given us over the years, I still test words. I still get property words and keep it. I get it. Not for me, mostly. Because I'm having to take care of a lot of people. Okay, this is what they got. Okay, okay. Some are clear. Some are in line with what I thought. Some are in line with what the person gets. Some you get here and you ask the person, but what do you think? Well, what has God, what do you believe God has been saying? Well, I think I tell you, sir. I give you confirms what you say, you see. You know, like that. They are the words that you never pass on. They are the ones I forgot it existed. The person still did the right thing. After they went the right way, then you say, oh, I, there was even something for you. Ah, ah. So it gives you that extra encouragement. Wow, I am on track. Then there are the ones that are warnings. Then there are the ones that nobody was praying for you about. Two, three people suddenly are seeing things. That, that's usually the one that is warnings, you know, or danger. Or it can also be good. Oh, we saw this person. They, they, they get married. Oh, saw this person. Oh, we saw this one. We saw this. Okay. With marriage, is a bit dicey too. You must be careful. I heard a story by Tommy Ryan. That I should share. Remind me to share with you. And I talked about having a prophetic word for someone. Describe the guy. Red hair. Not orange, red, thick eyebrows, glasses, or thick bla uh, black rim glasses. His name is Stephen, that's specific. Everybody in the group knew it. Everybody was known. This sister from, whether Zimbabwe or wherever, some African country, had already been talking about, however she got, I don't know how she got, that, oh, that uh, I'm going to marry this. When this guy comes, she talks about someone who does, has, she has never seen, as though, she just left the person in the restaurant continually. Oh, uh, oh, when Stephen comes, you know, no, you, you know, I and Stephen will. Oh, Stephen, like the way Tommy was, <laughs> right, me was described was so funny, you know. And she kept talking like that, and kept talking like that, and kept talking like that. <laughs> Say it was so crazy the way she would talk. Obsessed, absolutely. And the word didn't come to pass. And he doesn't know. He said that he, he doesn't know why he did it. But he said before this year is over, whatever. This year he'll come. He came on 25th December. Since whether me. He was so, oh God. And he was reading law. I, I mean, I just knew he was reading law. He said he was studying law. Well. And he's preaching one day in a redeemed church or so in the UK. As he's preaching. A red-haired guy <laughs> walks in. Whose name is Stephen. Just crazy. Just all over the church, half of the church is like, Whoa! The other half are wondering what happened here. Is it the anointing? Is it presence? What, what, what's happening? And the girl said, And she, at the time she asked him, Later, you know, and she asked him, Do you know you're called to be an evangelist? Yes. Do you know you're called to be an evangelist to Nigeria? Yes. The guy was called to be an evangelist to Nigeria. This and that. But doesn't tell him about the wife or anything. Someone had even come to her door one day by 2 a.m. By the way, that thing I've told you guys about, come to, the door of that guy in the hostel. There were others living there, a dormitory, and knocked the door. What's your name? Uh, sorry, my name is Stephen, and I just thought I ought to come 
knock this door. 2 a.m. at night. The other girl, I think they left him outside and ran inside to tell the other girl. Steve, Steve, Steve. And she, he asked her when she saw him in the library. She said, what color is his hair? What color is his hair? He black. That was before this Stephen came. One day she goes up to Stephen. What's your name? I don't know. Just talk to him. Um, um, uh, my name is... I forgot her name. Uh, you know, God said... Uh, hey! She on the tap. And he ran non-stop. Then Ryan me crash, landed the story. He said, after talking for a long time, he just wrapped it up. Stephen went on to go to Nigeria as an evangelist, married a sweet Nigerian girl. I don't know what that girl's name is. I can't remember. Charity. Okay. Charity. Charity backslid. What was that? That surprises you. That didn't fell from the paper for a long time before they could recover her. That's one reason why some of you that love over specifics from other people for marriage, be very careful. It's why I don't, you know, I've told you that <laughs> I show you. <laughs> it's okay. All these two will pass. Don't worry. Don't worry. Go settle the solitary in your family. And there will be peace. You'll be happy in Jesus' name. Amen. But uh, don't ever give someone specifics about someone. That's that's why we have a structure. You have something about someone. Tell it to tell it to me or my wife. Send that message, that dream, that revelation. Don't go give it to her, to him. You can't handle. I will send them to your house. Hi, God, give me remembrance and strength. I will bring them, I'll send the dropper. <laughs> As a guy, I will keep on dropping people back where they came from. But sometimes the dropper will come to the house of the prophet, prophetess. Uh, hello, ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I brought this idea. <laughs> you say you're the one that had the word. <laughs> I hope you have the guest room. <laughs> Clear out of your main room. <laughs> She'll be sleeping there now. Sleeping there. All right, so I'll, I'll talk about maybe in six months. I'll come and visit you guys. What happened? Oh, he chased her. What's your word, Abby? <laughs> continue. Continue with the word. You're not going to cause trouble and keep them pastor will come and carry them. Is that fair? Is it not he that shows that the husband man that labored, that is the first partaker of the fruit? Call it the fruit of your prophetic word. If I, if I miss scripture, tell me, please. If I, if I, miss, if I misuse scripture, tell me. The husband man that labored. You don't know where. Second Timothy uh, is the first partaker in the fruit of his planting. So go go to a house. You stay there. You carry enough fruit. Feel comfortable. Eat anything you like. You know your morning. Because your mouth is eating. If you have heard what I've heard, God knows what you'd have said by right now. You have to cool down and understand that there are different things that induce dreams. And I was not even thinking about it. I just had this strong. It's okay. I am full. That's why you never see me come and start rebuking you for picking things or doing what I've heard pastors do. Where, where they say. It can't be the same thing I asked for. You know, for prophet. God promised you power the spirit upon sons and daughters in the last day. He promised. So it's perfectly correct that you should prophesy, see visions, have dreams. As you're growing older in the Lord, it should be getting more accurate, more specific, more precise, more and all of that. That's, I fully expect it. In fact, we don't have enough. 
I would that all my people were prophets. That's what Moses said. All God's people were prophets. God wants all his sons and daughters, our sons and daughters, prophesy. It is God's will that we prophesy. That we have prophetic encounters. And we are going to have the most crazy types. All sorts we will have. That I am assured of. Why? Because we are the last day church. Journeys to heaven. Visits from heaven. All of it we will have. We've already had a lot of good things. We're going to have a lot more. Anyone that says I don't believe in something, that's your bad luck. Live your limited life. Suffer alone. Me, I cannot suffer for nothing. I like knowing the future a little. It helps. If there's a sports car on this road, I like to hear the Lord say, use the other road. Not to go and line up and arrive two hours later and say, wow, you see traffic. For what? I don't like that kind of prophetic accuracy. Let me have the one that led me to avoid. You arrive two hours later and say, you see traffic. Me, I did not enter. As I got to my normal route, the Holy Spirit said, turn right. I remember the dream I had that morning. So I turned the other That's all. That is how to be led. I mean, you are led by the Spirit into trouble. You are not led. Few times will you be led into trouble. Like when Jesus is led to be crucified. You can be led into trouble. You can't have a lifestyle of being in trouble. Ah! Where is your God? Your God is dead. You must be worshiping an idol. If it's a true God, how? You know they talk to you. Every while it's like, hey! Have you marked my name? I'm coming. You hear things. You follow God's leading. And I keep telling people. You know some people, when they want to marry, suddenly you want to be hearing. Don't be a clown. Don't do that to yourself. For years I have won. You can't use God. Be careful. Don't try it. Have a habit of hearing God to please him. Father, what do you want? Father, would you like me to do this job or this one? I don't want to ask my family. If I ask them, they will say, what kind of question is that? How can you go for a 25,000 job when there's a 250,000 job? Are you mad? Have I not said that church you're going to? Is that a question? How is it not a question, daddy? Mommy, how is it not a question? Are there not people earning 25,000 now? I said it. I said it. I said it. I said that. So they get 250,000 and lose their soul and end up in the lake of fire. Are you wise? Daddy, well done. Daddy, well done. My daughter is in hell. <laughs> well done. Congrats. All by yourself. You did this. <laughs> well done. Congrats. And I imagine Daddy said, my brother, the risk of money. <laughs> the risk. Is that what Daddy would say? And she's saying from the past, Daddy, you got punished you. Or you weep together. No, no, no. It's far better. You had 25,000 for one year or two years. And save your soul. You can have 20,000 job later. When your soul has been entrenched, established in righteousness. Is that clear? <coughs> the race is not for the... You know what that means? I thought some weeks ago. The one who wins the race is not necessarily the swift one. Have you heard me? Because the swift one broke his leg. After 22 steps, he slipped and cracked. He, he was hamstrung and fell. He's the fastest. No question. He would have won. But he did not. There's nothing like, the race goes to our brother here who fell down. We know he would have won. Who has ever heard such an announcement? Olympic. There's no such announcement. Doesn't exist. Don't give people personal prophecies, specifics about marriage. Pass that information. It helps when 
it tallies with other things. One, this is how you handle the word of God. You test it, you sift it, you, the words that people bring. Half can be God, all can be God, some may not. I've told you before, and that's exactly what Tommy said. He said that you know the person has a will. Yes, have I not taught you this thing? You know people are constantly disobeying God's will and doing their will. God can speak. I've told you this many times. God can speak very specifically. This one is meant to marry this one. And the, the person refuses to. 100% happens all the time. <laughs> happens way more than you can imagine. No, I cannot marry from someone from here. God can say it and your parents say no. And you're not willing to wait. You can't wait for two, three, four years. Five. You, you are you. That the world came for. If you wait, when God said it, he knew there would be a battle. Just like the children of Israel on their way to the promised land. And he expected you to wait. But you won't wait. You're too indisciplined. All that. God doesn't get so angry. How dare you? How dare you not wait for my will? They say, okay, God does that. Okay. And the person marries someone else. Okay. And they live life the best they can. And it can be a happy marriage. Yes. Don't presume. No, they'll be miserable. No, no, no. They may not be miserable. Forever. I've told you, even the one God gives you, an angel came direct and gave you, there will still be some misery. Believe it. Yeah, there will be. Except those two people are so spiritually mature. Very spiritually mature. The more spiritually mature you are, the happier you're married. Someone will say no, no. The person saying no is because you don't know what spiritual maturity is. Please, if you have a question about any of these things I'm saying, you can write it, send it in. And when I start answering questions, I can answer it. But I'll just say this one. Spiritual maturity is not how much you pray or read your Bible. <laughs> the purpose of prayer and reading your Bible and all of that is so that you grow in love. You become more like God. First Corinthians 13 tells you what maturity is. Love is patient, kind. So the more you are patient, the better you are married to be. The more kind you are, the better you are married to be. The less rude you are, the better you are married to be. Uh, you want us to go on. First Corinthians 13, you know, the less envious you are, the better your marriage will be. What destroys most marriages is envy. Wives, many wives are envious of their husband. Yes, at his seeming liberty on certain things. That's actually the root of many problems in marriage. You should know it. I hope I've taught you in the past. Many husbands are envious of their wife. Create the most terrible marriages. You know, boastfulness. Boastfulness, trying to show you're better than the other person. That will mess up your marriage. Okay? Um, uh, self-seeking. Selfishness, wanting your own desires to be fulfilled above your spouse. That will mess your marriage up. Easy anger, getting angered easily, you know, keeping records of wrong. The, look at that. The past, in the last one week, you have done this seven times. Being a mathematician in marriage, uh -huh, that really does not help, you know. Like, so the less of this you have in pleasure and evil, rejoicing in truth. So you don't take pleasure and evil, you rejoice in truth. Bearing things, believing, hoping for the best, enduring. All of this. The more of this you have, the two people have, the more glorious your marriage. The less you have of this, whether in one person or both, all that, the more problems. That's the less love. You call it love. It's heat. It's not love. It's heat. And it's not, not love. Very few people love anything to them. <laughs> this thing. You have this thing. Say, so, no, I love him. You, you, you do this. You him. You hard this. You're easy, you're patient with her, you're kind with her, you're all those things. Really? And how do you know that you've not lived together? No, you, you don't even know what it means to love you. Wait, sir. How I know you, there's hope for your marriage. Is how you're doing with others, your siblings, your roommates, your... Uh -huh. Why I keep pushing you? Marriage preparation, live with people. 
Be with people. <laughs> Learn with people. Wash people's plates, clothes, things. People, people, people. Practice, practice, practice. The more you can endure it, the better prepared you are to live with a spouse. The less you can, the less you are prepared. You know how you're doing from ABC up, which is completely different from starting from just one or primary three. That is how it is. So you can prepare. So love, I just saw in the chat of one sister, I feel love. You don't feel anything. <laughs> just coincidence. Just saw the chat passing. I feel love. You don't feel it. It's done. Love is done. Love is a thing you do. It's practical. It's practicable. It manifests in actions. Are you listening? Or in action. They've done everything to... You ought to be angry. Love is not easily angry. I said, no. No, wait, no, no. Let me not bother to ask you. But you know how it is now? How in your mind you know that when you're married, you're beloved. You cannot get angry at him or her. How many of you know? Raise your hand. I will call you out one by one. How many of you have imagined the one I love? I can't get angry at him anyhow. I'll be very kind. I'll be patient. I will. You can see when they do annoying things, how you just do you, sir. Oh, yeah, raise your hand. This, you have seen this thing in your mind. It's not once, it's not twice. You, you're, you are, you're, you're an epitome of goodness to the one that you shall choose, the chosen one. Raise your hand. It's a place you have visited multiple times within. The rest of you cowards and liars. It's okay. Now, it's okay to dream. It's okay. The last day. When the last day. I would suggest you stop dreaming and start practicing. Practice, 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 practice. They deserve to be shouted and you say, I'll wait. Let them do three more times before I shout. Okay, two, two. <laughs> practice, practice. Then after the tell you just shout small and stop. Then next time say, next time four. <laughs> you understand? Just practice. Like, literally, like weight lifting. By the time you marry and the spouse, you know how many times in my mind I'm offended with my spouse or, or something I want to say and I, I hear, but when so and so did it, did you shout? Because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't do that. Mm. Who does this? Who knows this? Who, who does this come to? How you are patient with people because you were patient with the other person. So you recall, is it fair to have, then why don't you do it for this one? So you see how practice works. So you can't say, no, it's with this one. Mm -mm. Practice with this one for this one's sake. Even before you know who this one will be. Simple wisdom. Very practical. Very practical behavior. Now, this is how you prepare for marriage. Every other story you've heard, the people that wrote the book, go and check. <laughs> Some of them, they are not married again. They wrote the book. They released the video series. I mean, Christian. Go and check. Some stop being married since they divorced. Something did not work. Cards did not work. Flowers did not work. Chocolate did not work. Chocolate. It did not work. Chocolate. My wife doesn't like chocolate. So what's the, what's the use? What, what shall you do? That does she like cake. If I bought flowers, I think she'll slap me with it. I said, I bought this flower, 6000 now. What? What? Okay, I'm curious. What are you doing? What a waste of money that I didn't bring. Let me cook proper pan. <laughs> what love patience with the person in their own weakness 
kindness to them in spite of the insensitivity. Uh, this and that. And other. First Corinthians 13. Refusing to envy them. Why should they? Look how happy they are doing that. Hey, what about me? I'm just saying, no, no, no. Kill it. Kill that thing. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. You have issues with envy. You envy your spouse. Guaranteed. How can I envy my spouse? You have, I've told you, major reason at the top of the list why marriages have problems is envy. Can my husband just travels? Can just travel? Really, me, I've been stuck in this place. Oh, yeah, come and travel. Carry the children. So here, here are my files. When you go, you meet the Minister of Education first. After I meet the Minister. That's not what I meant. What do you mean? I thought it was a pleasure trip. I didn't travel for pleasure. If I'm traveling for pleasure, it's different. I did not travel for pleasure. I travel for work. If I'm going for pleasure, I'll carry you. I'll carry you. How can I go for pleasure without you? I'm going for work. Can you do my work? Have I come to your workplace to do your work? Did you ever see me trying to breastfeed? So you must overcome envy and all that. Anyways, I knew when I get to my trial, I don't agree. You start pulling. Start pulling. You don't feel it. You don't be hearing questions in your head. You start trying to answer it. Because somebody will not have peace. Where were we in the Christian scriptures? I mean? Anyways, I think we are done with some of those things. I am saying that the most highest perspective, the eyes of the Lord are on those who... Fear him. Fear the Lord, people of God. Every time you hear, fear the Lord. Stop thinking scary thoughts. Fear of the Lord is what I describe. Lord, uh, what say you? Someone comes and what are you standing here for? How can you post your life like this? My brother, there are opportunities. And you say, um, this is the fear of the Lord. I'm explaining. Yeah, I, I, have you heard of the one here? I heard. And so why? Have you applied for all of them? No, that's not how I live. I'm inquiring of the Lord. This your spirituality may not kill you. My brother, it has already. Oh. <laughs> Is it now? <laughs> you have not heard my story. Sit down, let me tell you. <laughs> Madam, two months. Give you a testimony of your life. If you have worked with God for a while. So that's how I came to this place where I don't act. And he goes, <sighs> wow. You try, wow. If you have a solid story yet, many of you don't have yet, but wait, the time you have. Wow, I really admire you. We need to pray for people like me. Some get angry at him. Or some will say, my brother, some as your thought, hey, leave it. <laughs> Pastor, I'm not part of your congregation, leave it. <laughs> I'm saying, go and apply. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> See you now. <laughs> so there are people, they don't want to, they don't understand the concept of the fear of the Lord. The person who fears God lives with reference to God consistently. Door will open like this in front of you. Ask God, is it you that opened this door? He says, it's not me. You walk right past. Then a door opens. You're not even aware it's open. He said, go forward, look right. Say, wow, there's a door there. Yeah, I want you to walk through it. Really? The whole idea is an attitude of hoping, waiting, trusting in the Lord. People don't trust God. That's the root of almost all sin. People don't trust the Lord. They say, no, I trust him. No, you don't. If you trusted him, why did you do what you just did? Uh, I felt that. Uh, 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 I might not really have a chance. So you don't trust the Lord. You know how Rehoboth came about? His name was Isaac. His father had dug well. They had been filled up again. He dug the first one. 
a dog the second one, one called Sitna, another one called Esek, strife, contention. That's what he called them after he dogged them because the men of the land came and dragged for it. Then he moved and dug yet another one in the place God told him to settle. And there was water. And they did not strive with him for it. And he said, God has made room for me. Are you listening? God has made room for me. You must understand that even when God tells you to do something, it doesn't mean there will not be contention. I hear it. That's a mistake many make. Oh, if it's God that told you to do it, my brother, you can be sure they will not, it's a lie. Don't be re- that's why you must be reading your Bible with sense. Okay? Alright? Must read it with sense. Uh have I read any scriptures today? No. <laughs> have I referenced multiple scriptures? Yes. Yes. Now I, I, I just want to give you that Genesis uh twenty-six, where it says uh, verse 22 says he moved on from there and dug another well and, did not, and they did not quarrel over it, okay? So quarreling with the others, you know, it led to trouble. There was contention. At last, the Lord has made room for us and we will be fruitful in the land, okay? Have, have you heard that? We'll be fruitful in the land. And uh, from there, he had moved on. Alright, so I want you to understand that sometimes, even though God told you to do something, and took you somewhere, there can be contention. There can be a lot of contention, but it's okay. God will resolve you as long as it was God that took you. Don't think that being led by God is perfectly... No, there will be the value of the shadow of death. That's why I was going through that time. You know, value of shadow of death. Sometimes for months. And you're wondering, you can't seem to see your way out. But if you keep your eyes on the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are on those who hear Him. Those who He hope on His unfailing love. You continue to hope. Many people stop hoping. That's where the average person misses it there, where you couldn't wait anymore. You stepped out and did your will, saying, how can I wait for the Lord anymore? That, I think that's the root of 99% of the problems of Christians. Yeah. You couldn't wait anymore. Mm-mm. My mates have all married. That's how you married Satan's second son. Have you heard of John Wesley's marriage? Have you? I told the other people, I've told you about John Wesley's wife. He, he, he said in one of his last communications with his wife, uh, a letter, he said, if, you, if I were to have a thousand lives, that is, I live again one thousand times, you could not correct or amend the harm you have done me. Like if we lived again and you're trying to restore the damage you have. Now imagine the great John Wesley. <coughs> this was his personal hell. Personal hell. How do you marry? Had an agreement with his brother that Charles Wesley, the hymn writer, that before I marry, I must get your agreement, and you must get my agreement. And he had a young another lady who would travel around preaching too with him. Wonderful, every boy, perfect match made from heaven. See, that's why you don't make stupid vows. Especially when you can't even keep it. And he told his brother, and his brother disagreed. Why? I don't know. So he didn't marry that lady who seemed perfect in every way. Compatibility. I mean, she was a preacher. Too. She was, wow, traveling up and down. Enjoyed walking together with the other people he used to move around with. So he comes out of that. And the flashback, that is like a rebound on the rebound. 
which is the way many people marry, something breaks and they jump straight from me into another and say, this time, I'm not listening to anybody, I'm not listening to anybody. That's how he married this his wife that he said was hell for him. He would be in a meeting like this with people and his wife comes in and starts shouting at him and accusing him of sleeping with the, the people there. John Wesley, the John Wesley, you know, are the one you don't know. Very sad. He was utterly miserable. She was so angry. I mean, she, someone talked about walking and she was dragging him by the hair around on the ground. He wasn't tall. Dragging by the hair. She, she was so bitter at him. Whatever was the reason. Oh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He was married a traveling machine. Traveling preaching machine. He expected him to stay at home. I'm not saying he did everything well. I don't know. I'm not talking. I'm judging. But I'm saying the little she did do. I'm not sure there's any scripture for it. You can't. You catch him sleeping with someone. I don't know if he wrote letters that sounded a bit too endearing to females. I don't know. That's why I say don't write endearing things to females that are not your married, your spouse. Or be trotted to just before marriage. Then even then, you must watch what you say. You can say, sweetheart, lovely, whatever. Be trotted, eh? Understood. I'm not saying he would, but she would accuse him. How could you write this? And she would rage. Like jealousy, envy. The enemy poured envy into her. It consumed her. It was totally bitter. So he was absolutely miserable in his marriage. So he would love to be outside permanently. So watch how much you praise him about how much he traveled preaching. Okay, I didn't say anything. I'm just wondering. Do you know any men that don't like going home? Who knows any women that are dragon women? Dragon women. Whose husband don't like going home? We didn't say the man is perfect, but he may not be as bad. But the woman is a dragon. A tigress. The husband is afraid to... They try and come back as late as possible. Who knows any of this kind of thing? Come on now. Come on. I'm, I'm not going to tell you say anything. So this is a fact. That is nothing like, uh, let me go home. I bet. Let me do and go home. No. It's that, oh God. Oh God, I have to go home. Oh God. This has happened to many people. So that time we've been a hot tube for, but when they hot tube like that, she's the love of my life. Come here, remove this girl from my eyes. <laughs> Are you sure I sing well? Do pastor, it has solution. When you're not sure, you wait. If it is God, you keep it for you. If it's not God, what's that song about? Carry Carry you, they go. Jehovah, carry you, they go, they go, they go. So one reason why you shouldn't be too specific, let the person have their own dream. Let them have what they are doing. But you don't go and be specific on top of someone's head. Say, I know what I saw. Know it to yourself. Send me that dream. Send me that revelation. Let me store it. I have a lot. I store it. If and when I think I ought to say something, I will say, yeah, this thing you're saying, yeah, I had something like this some. About three years ago. Let me see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this one. So I had at least three people over the last five years say the same thing. So I think it's something we can look into. Let's pray about it. Not I've told you, the one that is from heaven, God sanctioned, you have problems. So what about the one that God did not join together? Any man can put us under. You didn't know? Be very careful. If what God, so before you can stand and clear, emotions. Oh, no. That's why I've warned you. Stop reading. Don't read rubbish. Don't read rubbish. 
Stop reading and watching nonsense. Some of you, you read and watch nonsense. When the time comes, God, please stop from my heart against all such things. Watch your rubbish. Watch, fill your head with unreality. Things that are not real. Then bring it to this real earth. This real earth. Where poop smells. Bring it to this real earth. Come from a world where someone, when they enter the toilet, is roses that smell out of it. Go live in that world. Then come back to this world. Like, what? She entered the toilet. It smells like that. What? You? Not you. Darling, not you. Who else is in that bathroom with you? It's only her. It's only her. Buy a fresh knife, you know. The smell of roses. Which roses? Nobody poops roses, I bet. If this offends your sensibilities, forgive me. Don't leave all these things. He's so handsome. Have you heard him snore? First, you thought your neighbor bought a new generator. <laughs> you get my point there. Yeah? I started by telling you about a website. Let me finish. We want to raise soldiers for the army of the Lord. Are you hearing me? Started. This is from years ago. It's been in abeyance because constantly we have so many things to do. The Lord is telling us, you guys have to pray for me, pray for me, pray for my team, pray for the people that work with me, pray, pray, and I'm really serious. We pray, ask for grace, for mercy, for wisdom, for strength, for self-discipline, all the virtues of the Spirit. When you read Second Peter chapter 1, it says, For this very reason, make every effort. To add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. So you add to faith. It's not enough to have faith. I believe in God. On top of that faith. Now you need virtue. You need knowledge. Knowledge is gathered, acquired over time. Self-control to manage, to know what to do with that knowledge. Adding on top of that, perseverance, because you may have gotten self-control, but you can't persevere. Go on and on and on and on. And then godliness must be added. Then brotherly kindness. If you don't cover it all in love, you have nothing. This is needed. So these are the things you pray for me. You ask God consistently. We have things to do. The army of the Lord is comprised of human beings. Human beings are subject to attacks from the enemy of our God and of human beings. The enemy of our soul, our flesh nature we spoke about on Sunday. If you went here on Sunday, make sure you go and listen to the message. You will learn a ton. So, and share that message. Share it. I'm sure there are tons of friends of yours that will be delivered and set free powerfully. As you understand those things, you know. <clears throat> so, all of this is how and why I was saying that the message from Sunday and even that particular message referencing from 2019 or so is very important about how to overcome sin and all that. You know, just the solution to, you know, how many of you remember that message back then in 2019 about the 
uh, handing over your body parts as instruments of righteousness of sin. How many of you were around? You had the message. How many of you were helped radically by that? It, it uh, like became a different kind of battle. You just start, were able to overcome sin so much more. Easily. Yeah. So know that everybody needs that message. Too. Okay. Don't, don't keep it to yourself at all. Share, get the link, share it out, clip it out. God's children, every sincere child of God is crying out against the bondage of sin. They are very sad. They don't, they are not happy to the degree that sin conquers them. So we must do all we can to free them. This is why the Son of God was revealed. That he might destroy the works of the devil. And it tells you, was manifested to take away sin. That's the work of the devil, sin. That website will talk about the different ministries. Now, Gamka School of Ministry talks about the different ministries, the fivefold and the Romans 12 ministries of uh, the body of Christ. You know, the ministry of the saints. Ministry of the saints. There are three levels of people that do Christian ministry. One, what you could call the fivefold ministry, which most people have heard about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but you also have the ministry of the saints. It's in that same uh, Ephesians 4. Most people can't see because of the translations. But if you go through the class on ministry of the saints, uh, you see it. And then uh, ministry of the body, the general body of Christ. So they are giftings. They are not fivefold, but they are there. Teaching is included. It's a form of teaching. Okay? May not be a teacher in the fivefold sense, but teaching ministry. And uh, prophecy is included. You don't have to be a prophet, but you can prophesy. You know? Helps. Different kinds of ministries that assist. Assistive ministry. So that's the equivalent of first, the fivefold fi- um, is the priesthood. The family of Aaron, Levitical priesthood. Second are the Levites. That's the set-apart ones. That's the saints. Saints is from sanctified, set-apart. That's the word hagios, holy, the root word. So set-apart ones. The Levites were given to the priests to assist them in all things. There's a ministry like that. It's very important. You know it's when people don't know it. So what happens is that everybody thinks they are fivefold or many people think they are nothing. No, it's not just fivefold and nothing. It's fivefold, set apart ones, the church of God, the body of Christ, all of them. Three levels, just like Israel in the natural. The priests, the Levites, and Israelites. It's the same thing today. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 tells you that. So, we are called to all do that. All of them need to do their part for the body of Christ to come to the fullness of the mature level. Okay? So in that website, it's going to be for everyone out there that wants to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. You know, you want to support in any way. God help us. Whatever is needed, it's going to need a lot because it's going to be a big, heavy, busy website. People will reach out from all around the world. It's not for people that want just believers, okay? It's for disciple servant. Those who want to march in the army of the Lord, who are saying, Lord, I will only march in response to your commands. 
I don't want to be a church goer only. I don't just want the blood of Jesus to watch me. I want to serve in the army. I want to be able to fight back. I want to terrify the enemy. I want to take territory. I don't want to be a child or a woman in the spirit. Children and women did not go to war. It's against the law. Deuteronomy 22 verse 5. That is often misinterpreted. It says the woman should not put on the equipment of the man. I explained in the retreat. If you went there, go listen to it. Do not put on the equipment of the man. Don't put on his armor. Don't put on his kili. That's the root word. Then it says the man should not put on the garment, the similar, the identity of a female. That also means if you're called to be a soldier, you can behave like a woman. A weak, scared person. You're not allowed. You don't mix up roles. So there's the mindset of the soldier in the body of Christ. It is different from the mindset of the bride of Christ. Are you hearing me? The woman role. No, 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 no. You can't be a woman. You're putting on the man's role. You want to be a fighter for the kingdom. You want to sit with David at the table. Then you must go to David in the wilderness, the cave, the forest. Is this clear? Uh -huh. So this is what God's army mobilizing is about. It's about putting out content that will equip people to restore broken. There are soldiers that have been broken, defeated, sad, retired. You want to call them back to the battlefront, old, young, whatever. Then there are many young ones who have never heard the sound of war. They don't know how it goes. We want to teach them the ways of battle. Our God is a man of war. They need to know. The weak, you don't have to look at yourself and say, I'm weak. It's, it's let the weak say, I too am a warrior. That's our slogan. I too am a warrior. We are looking for people that are weak and defeated to teach them to be warriors. Like the distressed, discontented, and indebted people that gathered to David in the same way. We want to find such people indebted to sin, distressed by the cares of this world and all those troubles. Okay? God wants to help us, but we must allow him to help us. Alright, so in that, in that website we talk about teaching ministry, who is a teacher, who should and should not teach, characteristics of a teacher, the importance of the teaching ministry. When do you start teaching ministry? Okay, areas of function. Is it in church or outside the church? No, is it only in church? Is it fivefold outside? Can you be a worker, a secular worker? Is there an expiry time? Can you retire from that ministry? Multiple resource links, you know, books, audios, videos, etc. will be available. So, you, so in this season where God is talking to us about service, it's really important that we have a place where you can find content that will enable you. You have questions you ask, okay? It serves as a landing point for multiple ministries. You look at military intelligence, okay? You know, the teaching ministry is the army, the occupying force. The major thing you feed people with when you get them is teaching. That's what makes them strong. That's why Jesus spent most of his time teaching. That's how he established people. By the word of the Lord. He upholds all things. It's the foundation you live. You're built on the foundation of the apostolic doctrine. Apostles and prophets. Both of them are those who bring the word of the Lord. Apostolic teaching. Doctrine is the word teaching. But we also look at military intelligence. That's the prophetic ministry. Who is a prophet? Who can prophesy? How can you activate the prophetic ministry? Is it based on desire or calling? You know, the purpose of the prophetic ministry. The difference between the prophet and the gift of prophecy. The kinds of prophecy 
you know, kinds of prophets, manifestations of the prophetic ministry. Who is a false prophet? How do you identify a false prophecy or prophet? Can a prophet walk in another office? Can you share, you know, give things? This is just some of what, these are the questions we will answer. This is the thing that things we put out where we have examples, we'll give it not from other people, only from in-house, you know, and our experiences. Pastoral ministry, medical core, the pastoral ministry are those who care, the medical nursery, you know, caring aspect, medical core of the army, you know, what is that? Is there a title? Most people have no clue, even though they believe they are called to be pastors, they have no clue of what it even means. It terrifies me, the level of ignorance there is in the body of Christ. And the answers are in the scripture, but some simply never study. Who is a pastor? What are the qualities of a pastor? What's the purpose of pastoral ministry? How do you apply shepherding? You know, what does it mean? What's the role of a shepherd? Should a pastor, can a pastor have a secular job, another job they are doing? You know, pastoral versus teaching ministry. Are they the same? Do they converge? How should a pastor lead the flock? How does a pastor handle finances, money? You have to understand pastors often are the ones that stay with the flock. Others are travelers more, most of the others. They don't necessarily have to stay, even though it's been mixed up. So you see someone say, I'm an evangelist, and he stays. You're distorting reality. That's like saying I'm a mother, and you are, you're the one that goes into the forest to cut wood to bring, while the father stays at home. Again, the world is so crazy, I can't even use examples for it. You know? The pastor and funds, the importance of the pastoral ministry and the rewards of the pastoral ministry. Evangelistic ministry, recruitment officers, these are the ones that recruit. They recruit people into the family of God and from there many of them can be funneled into the army of God. What is it? Who can evangelize? What's its purpose? What's the structure of a church, a local church's evangelism ministry, you know, or unit? You know, matching others. When you go out, how do you go about it? After evangelism, what next? Apostolic ministry, marines, you know, land in the place. They could come and air what, however they come, but God can send them one way or the other. What is apostolic ministry? Who are apostles? Is there a title you take on? Why don't I call myself apostle? Even though a lot of the things I share would be akin to the things that people that say they have apostolic ministry have. And God has been kind sometimes to even give us even juicier stuff. Why? Because it's not a matter of how well you teach. That's not what makes you an apostle. Uh, but okay, it's when miracles happen. I thought that's an evangelist. Anyway, I don't think many people understand what a thing is. But among the top of the list, you need to look at what is an apostolic ministry, okay? Is it only apostles that carry out apostolic calling? Just like, is it only an evangelist that can evangelize? Is it only a prophet that can prophesy? All this you must know. If you don't understand, last day church, Jesus, if we didn't stop, if we were not running after money in the last 50 years, all these things will be super clear, but you can't serve God and mammon. So the church just lost. The, the blindness levels are out of this world. And they don't even know. They don't even know. You know, should an apostle walk? What are the marks of an apostle? The Bible talks about, you know, I bear my, the mark of an apostle. You know, should an apostle marry? You know, apostolic and other versus other ministries. What's a missionary? Is that an apostle, etc.? Could it be the same thing? Can an apostle walk in other ministries? Who funds apostolic ministries? Now, I've given you a tip of the iceberg. That's a tiny part of what is going to be on that website. Do you think you want it to come into existence? Are you sure? Okay. 
there's a desire and there's fulfillment, all right? So I'm telling our church group, we want to support that. It's a website. Websites need hosting. Hosting requires money. You know, and I'm, again, you know, I normally don't even talk to you guys about the many things we are doing. But I didn't plan to even when I read that thing. But since the words are entering my mouth, I'm saying that we want to support that just like you support the tract ministry. Feel free to, Sister Tochi, you say, I'm giving this towards the website. I want to be giving towards it. Subscriptions are monthly. That's normal. You know, then we need things. We need a lot of things. If you go Now, let me say something. Many of you will serve on those websites to help others. Some of you, you might have 100 people in 25 countries that you're helping answering their questions. Don't think you ever come here. I know we have new people that don't know enough. You haven't heard me enough. You don't know how I think. I never think of a person as an end. You're a means to an end. In other words, I pour into you for you to pour into him so he can pour. The Bible says the things which you have heard from me amongst many witnesses commit the same to faithful men who in turn can teach others. Every transaction of God has at least four generations involved. If it's not four, you are not tracking like God. Remember I was teaching about the ways of God? These are his ways. So when you think on one level, you don't know his ways. His ways are at least four. That's why he punishes the iniquity of the fathers to the third, even the fourth generation. It's one of his ways. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. If you think in one way, so if you're not pouring in enough to sustain down to the fourth, you have not done well. You have not done well. You have not done it God's way. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, or Judah, or any of the twelve tribes. It's God's way. It comes down by the time it gets to the fourth. We still have a while on this earth. There's much territory to be conquered. The lawless one is coming. God needs an army. That army must be ready. Ministry of helps. What is it? You know, I just gave you something. What is helps? You want, must you be an apostle? You want to be what? Why do you want to be anything God didn't call you to? Who supports your being? You better be what he has called you to be. Music ministry is a ministry of helps. All kinds of ministries. They help. Assistive ministry. Intercessory ministry. All kinds. Real, serious, important, absolutely needed ministries. The Lord needs them. God has to raise a generation that know they are calling first. Second, that get trained in it. Third, that apply what they've been trained and learn to stand in their place, at their position. There are people whose ministry is to sing. The church, very few places in the church in Nigeria, outside this country, if you in America, have a clue. There's ministry that involves day and night. Holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. You stand here. Nobody's here. God, Lord Almighty. Hallowed be your name. On the microphones. Hallowed be your name. They are just there. Nobody's here. You come in here. You're wondering. There's a whole room. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be. Hallowed be. That's all. No crowd. It's not for you. Everybody's running after money. God has called you to be a millionaire. How can you be a millionaire and a singer? How, how are you a manager? What do you even need the millions for? When your job is to stand before the Lord, giving him the praise. You have the Moravian. They prayed for 100 years. Do you understand a prayer meeting that didn't stop for 100 years? At every time a group was praying. Talk about chain prayer. Do you hear? 100. 
The heavens, heavens over the place is still torn. People walk in there that have never seen a vision in their life. They are seeing angels. They haven't, they tore it there, it tore. They prayed till the thing opened and stayed open. This is a hundred years after, it's still open. We don't understand that. That someone can walk in here. No prayer, no meeting. As you walk in, you get healed. They all say, oh, just go to that place. Just walk in. Wow, my life is good. Praise God. A pool of Bethesda. The concept flees you. Because Greek thinking, Greek thinking, all these concepts of reality that are not God's ways, far above us. The singers gave themselves continually to the work. The Bible says no other job was given to them. All they did was sing. That's all. They didn't sing during the feasts. They sang all the time. That's what they did all the time. That was their job. I hope International House of Prayer, Kansas City, they have things like that. They have multiple what they call prayer rooms. As soon as God enables us, sooner than later, we will begin to have places like that. Rooms just for that. You, it's just worship. You're, you're, you're in the office. You have one hour break. You just drive down and enter in. Whew, you're in heaven. You go back to the office. You're dripping the grace of God. It's not a matter of being church member. No. That's why, again, I think I'm going to ask for the wealth of the wicked. Eh? I think I, maybe I should ask who. Maybe it's time we should look for some wicked people and ask for their wealth. Church wicked, world wicked. I think I prefer church wicked. Who is confused? You don't understand what I mean by church wicked. Jeremiah chapter 5. Amongst my people, I found wicked men. Uh, Jeremiah 5. Go and read it. They are wicked men in the church. So I think I prefer their money to the wealth of the wicked that is outside. What do you think? Uh, Lord, give us some wealth of the wicked. Just small, Lord. In Jesus. Amen. All right, that has nothing to do with you. That's extra. <laughs> All right, so anything you're interested in, let me have those questions. It's 8 o'clock. You send them online. Uh, okay. Any questions about that website matter? So, so that website is for the army of the Lord worldwide. We want it easy, easy to access. People go in there, standard operating procedure, this, 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 this. How does a soldier be? We have a reporting structure. We're going to send it. You went for evangelism. We have a reporting format. We, it's available online. You go, you fill out the forms, operation XYZ. Went out, intention to cover my street with the word of God or a street with this thing. Time went out, time returned, number of people spoke to, this, that, that, that. Are you understanding? How many of you believe if you had a structure, all your ministry would be more effective? All, everything. It's because we are structureless. Your classes, since you were born, it has a structure. Why is Christianity so low quality often? Because there's no structure. Everything is random. Oh, I felt like, I just feel I like to go and visit the poor. Just give out some things during this Christmas. Everything is, is erratic. The last thing body of people that are erratic on earth is an army. Are you listening to me? An army are the most organized, disciplined, orderly. Can you picture a lazy army? You can't. Not in a modern day army. You can't picture. While there's perfect peace, the army are busy walking. Do you know? Huh? When you saw jet fighters and other things flying over parts of Nigeria, you think they're just doing military drill? Operation Python dance or anything. You think it how many of you know they're walking? How many of you know that almost all their jobs are life and death? Huh? 
How many of you know it's because of them you can move around peacefully? How many of you know without them your life will be nothing like what it is? So you've been taught not to appreciate that. You don't know, you should appreciate the army and any armed forces. Without them, they will be what's called anarchy. You'll be finished. Women will be raped, men will be robbed and killed casually. They, will, they usually kill more men. They don't kill women as much. They might molest them, but they often won't kill them. They kill the men freely. Why? There's no one to protect you. Why do you think the Satan has ravaged the body of Christ so crazily? Because there are very few soldiers. Because one soldier with a gun can keep a group of men away. One soldier with a gun on a rooftop. Bah! Is one gunshot in the air is enough to make people run away? Yes, no? When there is no soldier in a place, demons go, <laughs> When you pass a house without a soldier, and people don't know it, in the spirit realm, all these things are open like this. There is no soldier. No soldier, there, there. Bang, bang, bang. Open this door. Bang, bang, bang. Open this door. They push it down. There's a complete difference. Who are you? Mr. Man, leave this place. I'm armed and lethal. Leave now. Oh, God, no bullet. Ah, we just agreed. Even if the gun has no bullets and they think it has, that's enough. That's enough. You cannot estimate the worth of a soldier. One soldier who had been in trouble before and saw a soldier and fell behind, was holding a gun and a group of people were following. Who has seen a thing like that? Not in movies, real life. I mean, you've been in a situation where the sight of that soldier was most comforting. Only one hand I saw. Is it only one hand? None of you have been in troublesome situations. Second hand came alive. Third hand. Wow, finally. Your memory did not fail you. Three hands. You've not been in a hot spot before. Three of you. How, you, saw, you felt good. You were so happy. Right? Well done, officer. <laughs> one soldier with a gun he may never use. It's comforting in times of trouble. That's what happens spiritually. Normally, you have one soldier in a place, walks in there, changes things. Civilians, believers are civilians. A disciple is a trainee. A servant is a trained soldier. They can fight battles. They've been taught. They are servants of the king. Trained in the house of the Lord. It takes time. The Bible says of Abraham, 318 young men trained from youth in his household, he took them to war and defeated. It is believed among the people he defeated there was Nimrod. I don't want to know. Just know. That what, how could Abraham with some of his friends and their men take out four kings? These four kings had defeated five kings. Kings. Abraham's household servants raised in his house. They took down. We've seen a little warfare. It's fantastic what one Christian can do. Fantastic. One of the visions we saw as the leaders were waiting on the Lord. What, you know, is how one person would come. One person goes in, collects from heaven. This one will come and collect and run out. Run out as they are blowing the trumpet, singing, letting out what they have been giving. But people were barely coming. There was almost nobody. Everybody comfortable. Let me be comfortable. But I can just get a good job. If you know what we have done to our God, if you know what the love of money has done, if you know, if you have any clue, you never pursue that thing. What you need are your needs provided. That's all. The rest, what on earth do you want it for? 
Even if you have it being sent to you, pouring on you, you're going to keep it and look at it. As usual, of course, you don't trust in the Lord. What are you keeping and looking at it for? All we have is supposed to be used for His glory. Supposed to be used for warfare. Alright? This is the time, this is the season, this is where we are. And if we are wise, we will be prepared. Please, sir, how can a person be lazy and humble at the same time? Who said? Huh? I don't know what I've said to deserve this question. But can someone remind me? Did I say anything about being lazy and humble? Are you sure this is what they asked? Are you sure it's not, can a person be lazy and humble at the same time? I don't think so. You can't be lazy and humble because lazy people don't obey. The Bible refers to lazy people as wicked. As wicked. Wicked people, okay? Lazy people are wicked in God's eyes. Leviticus, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 12. He says you wicked and lazy servants. When you are lazy, you become wicked because you overlook things that ought to be done. You are able to overlook it. Keep quiet and allow people suffer because you are lazy. Laziness is very dangerous. Listen, the guy in Matthew 25, the people, the goods who refused to help people, a lot of it was due to laziness. They wouldn't be stressed. The mindset that says, I don't like stress. You cannot serve God and not be slightly stressed. I don't say overstressed. Okay, in all the things I do, we just finished a retreat. Then two days later, the leaders went for another retreat. And um, we came back late Saturday night. So from Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday, the previous week, all the way till Saturday, and we're here on Sunday, and then again, we went to Saturday. Tuesday evening, the leaders, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, you know, and then we're here on Sunday. Now, you know, we, we didn't fall sick, none of that happened. I was standing throughout the earlier retreat, and then in this other one, I sat a little more because it's a smaller environment, you know, but still, I'm standing in between, you know, talking, we are doing what needs to be done, we are demonstrating, you're praying, you're just doing what needs to be done, all of that. You can't be lazy and do these things. Now, your body, it's really, and I've explained this a, a few times, um, you can be a lazy servant, but how can you be humble? See, when God wants to drive laziness out of people, often he puts them in a situation where they must obey. Now, those who do the right thing without being forced to do it are those who have learned true humility and have overcome laziness. You can be told what to do and you do it. And even if you're not told, you do what you should do. But laziness will stop you from obeying. Humility means you submit to another. That's humility. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In the book of First Peter chapter 5 and James chapter 4, it tells you about humbling yourself under the hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. It tells you to submit to the elder in First Peter 5. You know, submit to the elders. Not just the younger to the elder, but all of you one to another. And be clothed with humility. Alright? Second question. If people do not die in the way we understand death, but are living in other realms, what does the verse say about the dead knowing nothing? Can you presume that the dead know nothing about what's happening here? Would that content you? Even though there's still a great cloud of witnesses above, but you must understand that, you know, the picture of the dead being comatose, unaware of themselves, would kind of clash with Paul saying, if I'm absent from the body, I am present 
with the Lord. In the story where Jesus was giving the illustration, he talked about Abraham's bosom. And he talked about how he said, hey, Father Abraham, please, can you send Lazarus back to tell my brothers? If Abraham is comatose, then who is telling what? Are you understanding? Shuel, the place of the dead, is a place. The place. Okay? It's a place. Do I make my bed in Shuel? There you would still find me. Psalm 139. There is awareness, not comatose. Your body may be silent and comatose, but your soul, you. People have talked about dying. Many people, you must realize. Remember what I said about reality and how you interpret the scripture? So many people have died and woken up from death. And they've talked about how when they died, they saw people around. Many times they didn't understand. They didn't know they had been sick and departed from their body. They, till they saw, then they'll say, I saw someone that looked like me lying down. And then I saw people crying. I was wondering, and I was trying to talk. I saw my mother. I was trying to talk to her. Then I realized nobody could hear me. Then I tried to touch them, but my hand just went through them. Very many people have had this experience over the ages. So you can't ignore all of them and say it doesn't matter. It doesn't fit scripture. No, no, no. That's what I warned you about. Do not, never ignore reality. When Jesus said those who believe in me will never die, he did not mean you will not drop. That's what he meant. He didn't say you will not sleep. Do you understand? Should I help you? It's called the second death. That's death. What about someone... In other words, the second death will have no power over you. That's what about someone that was not praying about marriage or thinking about it at a particular season? God tells them a very specific prophetic word about their spouse and the time you're going to marry. Then tells you areas of life to improve specifically as you wait. And on some undeniable confirmations later. Should I be worried about being deceived? Especially now you told this story about over specific marriage words. Um, please, the rest of you, is that what you heard? I said, when you get specific, don't go and, about someone else. Don't go and tell them. Did you hear that part? Oh, yeah. So, me something in your ear or something in your ear. Whatever. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Yeah. I'm going to explain again for one minute. See, when there's loud sounds in your ear, like how will you not get undeniable confirmation from every moving dog and every passing cat? Undeniable confirmation. You not hear simple things that want did I say if you get specific about your own this and that, you will not come to pass? I said, you get about someone, don't go and tell them. And even about the person, don't go and tell him. Listen, I got specific, you're the one. If you like, run to anywhere, you're the one. That's what I told you the story that Tommy Ryan me told. And I said, don't do that. Is that complicated? Don't do that. Don't go telling people specifics about things. It was okay that Tommy told her she shouldn't have told the guy. She should have acted normally, talked. Some people are very bad at handling the future. Do you understand? Some people are scared about the future. They don't want to know it. Yes. The longer I've been around prophetic giftings and all that, the more I'm, I beg. There's no, I'm not dying. Nobody will die if I don't tell you. <laughs> Nobody will die. If I don't tell you, nobody will die. I beg. Cool down. Walk with Jesus. When you find out, I can confirm it. There are times I'll tell, there's a way you are that you can attract encouragement. Then there are things you don't need to be told at all. There are things you need to be told as a warning. There are things that is not necessary. So improve in the areas you should as you wait. I don't even know what your question is. Did I, did I say the guy was deceived? The prophetic word was accurate. And then I now said that the person has a will of his own. And can choose to disobey a word of the Lord. Have you never disobeyed something you know is in the Bible? 
you disobey the word of the Lord. That's all. If you have done it, who says another person cannot do it? The point is, if you think you can shackle someone down with a word, you have not met human beings yet. Maybe you were, you were just born. People have known things. Do you know how many times people have gotten words? I've told people words. Given them words. Within days, weeks, they fulfill negative words. After they were told, warned, they still fulfilled it. I look at them in awe, but I understand it well. I am amazed at them, but I understand it. I don't look at them and say, you're not a human being. No, that's exactly the proof. This is a real human being, unadulterated. Small Jesus makes things up. Human beings are willful. They know it's in the Bible. She knows he should say, he should say sorry. And will not say it. As she's about to say, he's about to say, here's the Bible. Love is not rude. Love is not rude. And still says it. You're, you're, you're an idiot. After knowing it, after being reminded, he's even told, he's even told inside, you know, on the way. Or gets, it opens a, 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 a vision that someone had. I had a dream about you and you're very angry at your wife. You even shouted a hand abuse I don't read and off the phone and go inside the room. Listen, I've been enduring you. Like they saw it, they still do it. So leave it. Sometimes people's problems is not ignorance. Have you heard me? It's not every time people's problems are based on ignorance. There's will. Amazing will. So I've learned to cooperate as I grow older. When I was younger, I used to kill myself. As I grow older, I also I just ask God, preserve them, show them mercy and all that. But I sit back. You warn, you warn, you warn, you allow. You can't, you can't kidnap them now. Allow them. Let them find what they are looking for. Then when they come out, let them teach other transgressors your way. You understand? At most, these scars, you know, you see, so when you're talking, they say, see, do you know what happened to me here? Children, children, do you know what happened to me here? Sit down. Let me regale you with a story. You know, and people sit down. When they stand up, all of them are there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will never. Mm -hmm. You see, their life is not a blessing. God has turned evil for good. <laughs> they are evil, not someone's own. They are evil. Turn it for good. I hope I've answered that question again. And I've always said, every time I hear someone ask questions like this, I hope you're not a member of this church. I hope you're a visitor. If you're a member, even though you're online, send in your questions, if you're a member, to your discipler. Some of the, or send it to me because it has to be marriage matters or to my wife. You know, how do you know when you're ready for marriage? You know, we don't go talk anything past marriage. Look at, look at. One question about death, one about lazy and humble, which has no head or tail. The rest are all about marriage. And then you want me, no wonder you people are confused so easily. Your head, your heart is in a bad place. I'm not joking. Everything I demonstrated and talked about God's ability, prophetic ministry. No, no, that was for them. This is why, this is why your idols, your idols. Remember, I hope you heard the part about having idols in your heart and going to inquire for you. This is what tampers with your ability to hear. This is why there's so much uncertainty because your heart is too distracted. You have to bear your yoke in your youth. You only want to marry in your youth. I'll answer your question because I promise you, but I am serious. You guys, <laughs> you need to up your game. I'm not joking. If I was your age, I would not be asking about marriage almost ever. I would have been discussing more important things. But I'll still answer it. Again, I understand your frailty. 
but you need to grow up. All that army talk was not to land it. If I answer you, the Bible says, go and read First Corinthians 7. He said, let the one that is married be as though he's not married. Why? There are times you enter it to be relevant. He said, woe, sorrow. He wasn't causing woe to those who are heavy in those days. Pregnant. There are seasons you don't want to be married. There are times he was saying, because of the present distress, First Corinthians 7, that maybe you shouldn't marry. Because they're killing people. You can marry your spouse. He's dead in two days. So what was that? Now, you, before you were a single, eligible woman. Now you're a widow. You have to understand. There are times and seasons. Do you understand? Yes. It's like there's a time to plant a vineyard. There's a time not to. You will never eat the fruit. Do you get? There's a time to invest in things. There's a time not to. That's why you must be listening to God. There's a time for everything. There's a time that you can save some to do something. There's a time not to. I've often said that contradiction you think there is. But the Bible says it's a matter of time and season. There's a time to build. When God says return to the land, that's not when you go and buy a vineyard. Are you understanding? Do you know when the time came for them to return to Jerusalem? They refused. Go and read the book of Nehemiah and the book of Ezra. Very few people went. A few thousand. The rest refused. They had become prosperous in Persia. They had become prosperous. They, they refused to leave. Some couldn't speak Hebrew anymore. The Septuagint was the Bible in Greek. After Babylon, there was Medo-Persia, and then there was Greece. They were speaking Greek language. By the time Jesus was born, Greek language was the lingua franca of the world. Yes. Those people, they refused to come back. The same people that didn't want to go into captivity. They refused, when they freed them, they refused to be free from captivity. They, they got attached to that vineyard, to those houses there, and wouldn't leave it. Even though the king, Cyrus, had said, return, and I'm sending support for you guys. They refused. Very few. See how human beings are fickle? That's why you cannot live by bread alone, but by the words of God per season. If they are returned, they would have been restored. It would have been better. But they, went, they stayed there and the, what they call Hellenistic, that's Greek, character soaked into them. And things changed a lot. Whether you're praying or not praying about marriage, it doesn't matter. Write those words, save them. Send them ways needed. I've seen, I've told you, in this house, not in the sky. People say, God spoke to me, I'm sure God spoke. And then they come later and say, God spoke to me about someone else. He says, it's not that one. You want me to tell you stories? I cannot tell you. Wait till they are embedding the, then I'll yab them. Okay, I won't yab you on the wedding day. Don't feel bad. Tell me what you need to tell me. I'll wait for after the wedding. <laughs> I'll yab you some years later. Don't worry. I'll give you time. Settle down. I had two children. Now you have I'm sure. I'm sure. If you see the way they unsure to shore again, you're weak. Like, and all I did was keep silent. That's all I did. I'm silent. I'm praying. That's all. The same human being was sure. Is now sure. Some are even sure, sure, sure. Cool down. I've seen that. I was once. Cool down. Cool down. Whatever. Pastor is not even pull yourself. See, when God is showing you mercy, don't beat your donkey. Don't be stupid. Sure, here, then you're sure there. I'm sure. You see the way they use the word sure like this? Eh? Multiple confirmations. It's sometimes you call, I'm just kind. I've called and said, Come, which God is it? You said, Talk to you. Which God has been talking to you? This God is not sure of what he's doing. <laughs> 
But I understand. Again, sorry if you're amongst the corporate. You know, I've never challenged you or yabbed you in front of you. Hard. I'm nice. I'm nice. That's why I, I tell you, calm down. Be trusting. Pray, trust, inquire deeper. Okay, ask for, I like that word in that the person said, the Lord, the leading was improving these areas. Good. So try and share that with your disciple too, eh? The areas you have to improve. So you have someone watching, you stop improving by yourself. Who said you're improving? Mm, like let other people know, eh? Eh, it's improve. <laughs> it's to improve. Let other people know. Don't just improve by yourself. Mm. Let someone be checking you. Okay, you've improved. Okay, you've not improved in this. So that's great. So let me know at least. Mm? If I'm your pastor, if I'm not, tell your pastor where you are. How do you know when you're ready for marriage? I demonstrated it. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Focus on doing His will. While you, I really advise everyone not to be. Why you should focus on doing whatever is your hands find to do now. Learning skills, serving, doing all of that is because when you're married, things will change radically. Focus on that. Don't focus on thinking of being married. You're not 50 yet. Don't carry it on your head the way people want to carry it. I've told you, if you know God's matter, I've seen God. He can move at once. He can move slowly. It doesn't really matter. With God, just allow. Trust us. You focus on developing yourself so you will be ready. So he'll say, oh yeah, come. Not the one that when he comes to you and then he looks at you and then he says, you're not ready now. I would have better not. This way, you, Abi, you prayed. You said, God, please, I never want my spouse to fight me or beat me. Abi, you're the one that prayed it. <laughs> the way you are now, they will be fight. Let me wait. It's not your spouse. Your spouse is ready, but you. Um, let's see what we can achieve in one or two years. For your sake, you don't even know it. If God answers you and rushes the way you want, next thing, bah, bo, bah, bah, blue, black, flashes of light. And then you're saying, God, how could you do this? And God said, I didn't do this. This is you. You didn't get rid of your demons. Your demon of bad mouth, your demon of anger, your demon of this. And don't think it's just a female here. It might be you, the guy, getting bad bait. You are warrior women. Eh? You are women who have seen war. With their eyes. There's a warrior in them. Who has ever seen another woman, not you, God forbid. You've seen other females that there's a warrior in them. Raise your hand now. I'm, I'm asking, well, you've seen women that you know this woman. No nonsense from any man. Look around you, men. Are you still wanting to marry? Men, look around you. So, is that your hurry? You think you're tough, Oga? Has a woman put a hand on your belt before? Bah! You don't know my family. Emeka, Emeka, you don't know my family. Emeka, Emeka, you see? So you're the one presuming. You're, you're, you're presuming a lot. Like, no. Eh? Eh? A woman deals with you. You know you have been dealt with. Have you heard one saying by Shakespeare, I think, that hell hath no fury like a woman. Be very careful. You think you're ready. I don't care if she's 16. Sweet 16. If Satan jumps on her like this, he's not 16. She's 6,000 years old. 
thing. Uh, what can she do? She can give you hell on earth. Steadily, you commit suicide. That's how peace will come. When you run and hang yourself. With a note left for Angelina. It's First Corinthians seven two. Sign. Give me First Corinthians seven two. This is a nonsense inter- misinterpretation. Because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. If you've been committing sexual immorality, get prayed for, ask for remittance of your sins, and get delivered from a spirit of lust and sexual impurity. If you're sexual immoral before marriage, you'll likely be after marriage. So don't deceive yourself. I've warned you. Don't say I didn't tell you. This place is not saying, give me another translation, they don't understand this one, you know. Start from verse 1. This is your question. Now, as to the things in your letter to me, it is good for a man to have nothing to do with a woman. That's the first point. But because of the desires of the flesh, let every man have his wife, every one woman her husband. Verse 3. Let the husband give to wife what's right there. 4, 5, 6, 7. It is my desire that all men might be, so as verse 1. It is my desire that all men might be even as I am. That is Paul, you know, without a woman, without a wife. But every man has the power of his special way of life. Wonderful. Given him by God. One in this way and one in that. Have you seen that? But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them to be even as I am. I've given you three verses that show you saying that you should, if you can be single, you should be single. Did you just see it or did I form it? It's paining you. You're angry with me. Did I just show you three verses? You didn't understand it. We should read in another translation. Did I just show you three verses that said, if you be with as he is, unmarried, that is good? Do you see it is good for them? Look at, look at, you suddenly you can't read. Suddenly you can't read English. There's a screen here, there's a screen there. One, two, go, the last line. It's good for them to be even as I am. Another translation, somewhere is arguing, King James, King James. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. Kill me. It is what it is. Now that we've settled that, don't try to bamboozle me with every, you will marry this. Me. Me. I can never tell lies like that. Never. I will answer God for everything I say. I'm a teacher. I cannot be telling lies. Who said you must be married? What ever since I'm married and divorced, separate in the same year? Who knows of people? Same year. Good. Keep those hands up. First two years. Separated. Two years. Within two years. Done. Three years. Within three years. Pafuka. Within five years. Five years. No more. The marriage is no more. It was. But it is no more. You went, you went for the wedding. After 20 years. Big children. Separated. Raise your hand. You've seen. After 20 years. Separated. Look at, look at all around. All those hands. So, uh, excuse me. Cool down. Stop acting like it's life and death. Because it is not. Now, but what is he saying in verse 2? Take this to verse 2. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. And let every woman her own husband. Huh? He was speaking about a situation in which people were betrothed. And they were separate from each other. And it was resulting in temptation to sin. So like to avoid a situation where that engaged couple, are you listening to me? That engaged couple, that couple that are ready for each other, 
those people rather than keep themselves from each other and struggle with temptation should go and marry did you hear me to avoid immorality go and marry your own spouse current was a place full of immorality they want to abuse you then or say you're a very wild indisciplined person sexually they'll say you're a real corinthian current was the center of immorality was really bad you don't want to know how bad it was it was bad there are no places like that in the world now they used to come and worship at the temple of a certain goddess they had official prostitutes you hired while you came they traveled from around the world and came there to do this it wasn't once in a while it was official okay it was official and it was a struggle and he's saying in this place where they are seeing so much evil because the way sexual immorality works is that when you see it being done you get stirred up that's the nature of sexual things which is why the devil throws out pornography and dangerous things to stir you up and set you on fire like a burning this is what the devil habitually does and the lord knows these things and he understands it so he very clearly says no 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 you're a child of god you must have your own wife someone showed me something today he said that the priest said i don't know how to and he said that you can i don't even understand that kind of upside down argument look at this place said you should have your wife and your husband he didn't say you should sleep that word he used porneo he put in the greek he didn't put in english that because of that thing there is porneia let every man have his wife he didn't say have your betrothed no you must marry you must be married in exodus 22 you are to marry before it's legal not just in government of men but before god too it has to be agreed there must be exchange of agreement officially not just between the couple women are given in marriage men take in marriage so you go and sleep with anyone that is not your wife your husband you will know that in the book of revelation at the end those outside are dogs and the immoral the pornea those who commit pornea so you cannot those people as long as you commit it get ready for shaggy it's a very straightforward agreement if you like believe madness so you can practice it you go know something don't ever twist the word of god to fulfill your desires go and get married to the person go and do a wedding that's all hold yourself to you have wedded okay if you look at verse well you can go and read like i said read everything maybe we'll read a little more some of those passages i referred to earlier on you can read from verse 26 down to 31 but you should read the whole thing too okay so it's not it's not a sign sorry the person asked is it when you start feeling yourself having desire is a sign that you're to marry what about those that felt desire when they're 10 huh or eight people felt desire when they're six seven eight ten fifteen did they have married male and female did they have gone and gotten married so your question answers itself is it possible to be still and know his god and still walk in faith and how wow uh this person 
Please attend BBS class on faith towards God. If you are not here online, go to the Believers Bible School. Go to the go through the classes level by level. Class two is faith towards God. Find out what it means to walk in faith. Okay, walking in faith is being still and knowing that He is God. Please, oh God, it's exactly the same. In fact, that is walking in faith. Being still and knowing he's God. I described it. Didn't you see me demonstrate the guy that was walking, stopping, looking at God? That is the work of faith. It's a work that the steps are ordered by the Lord. Have you heard me? Number six. If a man comes to marry a woman, yet he does not have a good job, and also he loves the idea of borrowing money, ah, rather than working hard, will it be wrong if the woman turns out his proposal? No, no, it's not wrong. This idea of borrowing money, ah, no, it's not wrong. But if you are in this church, please, that's why I say, yeah, if someone says, I want to marry you, I want to marry you, let them come for church, let them listen to me preaching, or let them know how your pastor has trained you to think, if you're a female, if you're a male, the same thing. You marry a borrower, ah, they have to have, see, they, I've told you there's demons for almost everything, there must be a demon of borrowing, too. I'm not joking, there are people that borrow like they are crazy, they are not normal, they are not normal, it's, the borrowing does not make sense. It's wild. It's like, it's like they have now you are calling it borrowing. It's called lack of self control. And if you marry someone that lacks self control, do you understand self control controls almost everything? God help you. That's why, again, don't be in a haste. Let me explain something I've told to our people about marriage. You see, let me tell you if you married when you were 30, are you planning to die by 60? Even if you are 30 when you married, you will live to probably 70, 80 as God ordains. You will be married for a very long time. Do you understand that concept? Do you understand that you can wait for something that will last long and spend time preparing? Do you understand that when you're going to lay a foundation of a big house that it might take a very long time to lay the foundation and finish because of how big the house will be? Do you realize that those that have very shallow foundations have very small buildings, very short buildings? Please be wise. That thing, that, hey, 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 in a hurry, in a hurry. I am telling you the truth. You can endure. You can wait. After have you not been waiting since? Now, if I see someone that says, no, I can't hold myself, it means he or she has not been holding themselves before. Are you hearing? When they marry you, after you're married, they will not still be able to hold themselves. So when they go on a trip or you travel or this and that, that's how you have a second source of children. You now become a mother of many children. Some are not your own, some are your Or you may have children you're not sure where they came from. They don't look like you that much. Some you're not too sure. By the time you have to say DNA, but if you, if you ever pronounce the word, you know you're in trouble now. Even if it's not true, even if your wife was faithful, but I even thought of it. <laughs> I know you don't have any peace in this world. Your peace has traveled. If you had just waited a little, the time we have in this church, I tell you, the time before marriage, that's when you're learning to be a man or a woman of God, loving God with understanding. Then undergoing ministry over time, Oh, brother, oh, sister, you know, and they are praying for you. Oh, what's that? Oh, I used to have serious anger. You know, why are you preaching that? They thought as if something left me. Good. Now, if he didn't leave you before you marry, he would have come in. And when someone becomes a punching bag, 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 knockout, KO, I KO'd her. You forgot it was your wife? You KO'd her? See, if you had waited, if you were patient for that one, two, three years, by the time the person walked into that marriage free, of this crazy anger, free of this vile mouth that would have 
that would have torn you to pieces. Men are talking. Men are talking, you talk. She doesn't have to say much. Men, see, you think you have met bad mouth. Let your wife abuse you. You know, you know pain. Uh, you don't know pain to your wife. Thank God my wife has not abused me. Duh. If a woman abuses a man, he can, half of his being, manhood can disappear. That is that she said it, whether it's true or not. Any other person street can say, but if his wife says it, he's half dead. The power of a wife. If she doesn't even need to say, not to do his eye like this. Up, down, up, down. Each time he went scanned up, scanned down, he was reducing. Women, you don't know what I'm talking about. Men, married people, do you know what I'm talking about? It's not a joke. Now, if you spend two or three years before you marry, saying, no, we will wait. What is it with desires of the flesh? Which you should have learned to overcome and restrain all the years past. And then you waited. And that person got free of that thing. And God rubbed salt into their mouth. Not the one that you come by and say, what? Did you say food? You said food. If not for God, come and eat my head. Rubbish. Took me here. You, why, why didn't you tell my parents that, that, that you can't take them? A, a woman? That's all. They don't need to call you name. They don't need to say something that makes that you become a Yahoo. You go and do Yahoo. That's how, if you hadn't established, if you didn't learn to, to walk with God and have peace and tell Madam, cool down. Now, she, she wouldn't have to stress you that much either if you had learned to wait. If you had learned patience. So the major reason, if I had my way, I would marry everybody off. Pair you, marry you off from anywhere. Bring them from anywhere. Bring male, female. Marry, 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 marry. Leave. But I know that as I'm sending you off, most of you, some of you to Haiti, some of you Lake of Fire, some of you. you know, <laughs> and I love you too much for that. I love you way too much. I look at you, I say, look at, look at you. You think you're ready. You're not ready for anything yet. Cool down. You don't know the meaning of love. I don't, in my life, hmm, let me say something. I've said some of the strongest words in my life in connection to marriage and the flock of God under my care. Strongest things I've said. The only time I've talked, I think, about someone dying. Two situations. One, you leave this church, you go and join certain sites in the future, you enter till you learn how to shape sheep, you learn how to become a wolf. Yes, I'll kill you. That I have said. I will kill you. I will call down lightning on you to strike you, you die. You will not be on earth to fight in the army of Satan. You leave at once. Uh, so that's one set of people I've said, okay, but that's more recently. The other set of people I say you will likely die is if you come and pretend to be a child of God, pure pretense, then come and try to seduce and marry one of our sisters or our brothers, and you're 100% fake. No, they will need to be a widow first or widower so they can marry again. You don't understand. You help process their widowhood first. I mean, I just uh, you not come and pretend. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. It's in the series of messages we give to all intending males and females. Go and listen to it. It's old. It's long since I preached. I kept, I said make sure everyone that comes to marry you ever have an eye to marry. Make sure you listen to the message. Don't say you didn't hear. You cannot not hear before something do you. Because God will see all the people that have killed like other men of God over the years that I kept. I packed all and kept for one set of people. I said, God, please, my quota of homicides. <laughs> my quota. 
Well, out of my quota, my 200 quota, at least I've accrued up to 300 now. Uh, please take out five. I'm serious. Why? Because to be an absolute part, this is not a normal human being that had. I'm not saying, oh, you're so angry that day, you pushed her, or you slapped her, or, 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 or she spat at him, or she insulted him. That's not what I'm talking about. Human beings are different stages. They can err. You forgive it. But to do what I heard someone do as they married, right in there, he said, as you go by, don't open one compartment. <laughs> All this church stuff. It brought out hot drink. <laughs> All this church stuff. Stop. Stop it too. from now. You're my wife now. It turns out to have been a Lumba man that joined the Pentecostal church or the Lumba. Joined Pentecostal church. Joined ushering. Joined this whatever. Hunted, hunted, got B. She's dead. She died since. So she too, she backslid. She, um, and I don't know if he sacrificed her. I don't know. But all I know is she did not survive. It's when I heard stories like that, I say it's a lie. It's you that will die. You will die. It's a matter of him or her. You are my own or your own. You're, you're the man. You're the woman. Now you go there. No, we need to, that's why I'm training soldiers now. How you go kill soldier? Are you civilian? Or even if you're a soldier of the darkness, she's a soldier of light. Or he's a soldier of light. You try your witchcraft. The, the lightning you call comes, wants to strike. Say, why, why, why are you call me for place where I don't feel lack? Jumps on you. Cannot return void. So it carries you, they go. Is this bad? They say, oh, you, eh? You prefer to be the one to be taken out? God needs soldiers. My soldiers, I'll ask for security for them. Security for the security of the church. The soldiers are the security of the church. We need security for them. So if you like, do juju, do wudu, if it's not juju, but you are pure, it, you were 100% fake. Take note. It's not that you, you were a Christian and then you, you know. Mm-mm. This one was pure deception. You enter. If God does not show you mercy and we don't see you, or we see you and we tell, except we tell the foolish person and they don't listen. Except we tell you and you please But if somehow God wants to really punish you, you will not allow us to see. And you come, you succeed and go, yes! I thought they say they see. No, it's God is set up. You have been set up. It's a set up. It's pure set up. God has set you up. You should be afraid. Like, wait, they didn't say anything. You should call me and say, Pastor, tomorrow is the wedding. If I've not seen anything... That's why I'm going to answer you. My brother, we saw, we're just waiting. We now realize if we remove you from the earth, it, the earth will be a better place. So we want you to go ahead. Just go on. Should I show you? I'll now send you a screenshot of when we saw it, the day before he came, three years before. That's the day we saw it. Saw a dark man, tall, broad shoulder. He seemed to be walking an oil company. He, that's your description. I said, look at the data. What's he came like a wolf. He had fangs. He wanted to grab a ship. But I saw a sword come from as he, it's like he was a wolf, but wearing a tuxedo. Then the one was, as they dancing towards the altar. Out of nowhere, something like lightning now struck. The wolf now fell. They now peeled it, and it was that dark man inside. The wedding now turned into a funeral. But somehow, it seems the angels were dancing and rejoicing. Now, the only reason I'll show you is because you asked me. Other than that, we would have kept quiet. I'm the one that knows that you will not do. So, I'm waiting. It could be the reverse. I know it's easier to use the man as an example, but many times it's the women. Quack women. Quack. 100% fake. Looking for a young man. Come acting humbly. Humbly. You're hunting for the precious seed. And your bridesmaid poisons you. 
And me, I'll just, I won't cry really. When God says, raise a song of victory, while we are waiting for the bride. And we sing for joy, sing for joy till someone arrives. <laughs> pastor, Pastor, I see them whispering furiously here. Like, what is it? Me? Do you know me? Sing! <laughs> sing for joy, oh, sing for joy, oh, Make a melody, sing in harmony. I don't pretend, I'm not saying. Sing! I know once they announce it, it will appear too bad if we go on song. Someone come, wait! We are in the presence of God. Sing! As I see my wife standing and going, tell him or coming towards me. Sing for joy, oh, sing! Hallelujah! I'll be jumping, I'll run around the hall. Everybody run around! Praise the Lord! Seven times! Praise! Hallelujah! The bride, the bride has come. What? Oh my God. Oh, awesome God. Oh my God. I'm going to be a witch here. Yeah, you should have got, when they did someone three and you, you should have let it out. They say, is there anything you need to confess? Say, nothing. When do you get saved? That was about four. I didn't say he didn't get saved, but I was listening to a testimony yesterday, a white woman from uh, Spain, grew up in the US or UK or wherever. She was a witch. From, she said the first ceremony, she was two years old. They put her in a circle of fire. Real, physical, not dream. Her grandmother, great-grandmother, four generations, five witches. They put her into a witchcraft, real witchcraft. When she was 15, they started training her in black witchcraft. So these are real people, you know. The funny thing is, though, she said she didn't tell her husband about any of this, you know. But something came. Her husband saw something year after they've been married for a while, and then she knew there's no way he would understand it. He saw something come and asked for permission for her, and she was like, "So she explained. Oh, I used to be a witch. <laughs> She's lucky. Don't let us find out that you. In fact, not here. Here, God will show us. Don't. God show us mercy, but." You are not that bothered about such a he always shows up. So but all these other churches in where they no get <laughs> anyways. So you cannot come and now come and go and come and be a rich like that. You'll be hiding. How are you gonna hide it? Get delivered. Stop that. You know you're involved in witchcraft, you did this male or female, occultism. No, nope. So when we when all these processes we go through studying the Bible a lot. Talking with you, praying, say, is there anything you need to renounce? Is there anything you may have been involved in, dabbled into? You say it. We've, we've had many people, male and female, in this house. Share openly. You should go and listen to, go and listen to our testimonies. Go and listen to audio from 2017. As people are sharing how they went deep into darkness as young children with Christian parents. In this, <laughs> in this Nigeria, you not believe it. So there's nothing. None of those things make us go, hmm, We are not scared of you at all. We have heard words. They are here, full of the Holy Ghost and power. Ministering life to people. So what? God is more powerful than all of that. Okay? I want you to understand that. So we're not afraid. Male, female, you've dabbled into things. It's when you hide it. That's when you get into trouble. When you hide it, when you hide, when you 
go back when you don't make known. That's when you get into trouble. I hope that's why. All right. All right. So your question was about a, a someone who likes boring. Very dangerous. Anyone that wants to get married, you know the person is prone to boring. Uh, let that thing be worked on. I think the wisdom, if you're part of a house, I hope you're in a good church, wherever, wherever you are, you know. Pray that your pastor is someone that is balanced and take, is not in a haste. I know many pastors, they're not desperate to have weddings. I don't know. Ah, after that, they'll be the ones to tell stories. Why do you rush people into something without preparing them? You prepare them for two weeks, three weeks, one month, six months, reading book? Is that how to prepare? I tell our people, you have to prepare. You have to prepare. I was talking to one of our sisters doing the leader's retreat. Something, an insect came flying through. She reacted too strongly. I, I don't know if she forgot where she was. Some of the new people, you don't understand what they're saying. You don't understand. If you're around me and you're afraid of something, I make you overcome it. That thing, you will overcome it. Ah, you're that afraid? Come, let's go and touch it. My little daughter was, you know, saw a caterpillar, long, green, ugly thing. That's like my trigger, is that you call my name. Daddy, I need you. Yes, sweetheart, come. Yes. Bring that uh, piece of asbestos, a piece of sliver, like that. bring it, yeah. Hey, go and push it down. Push it down. Later on, the thing came again. I had to tell her to leave the thing alone later. Leave it alone now. <laughs> we make, now that's how she can grow up. Terrified. No, face your fears. Confront it. It's not as dreadful as you think. The other day, someone, someone around, around here, killed a chicken. Not one person, one or two, about both genders. Great victories. Conquered their enemies. There are pictures of them with their feet almost on the neck of their enemy, the chicken. We may publish it depending on the circumstance. <laughs> and put that chicken to the round. The chicken is presently being eaten. With terror, this same person I had seen days before, dead chicken, block. <laughs> it moved. <laughs> I'm not calling names yet. If they see me and settle me behind, I'll keep it with them. But my whole point, she conquered. Another time she's going to conquer. That's how it's done. That's the only way I know to. Many, it's not everything that is demon. Some just cast it out with action. Action. Do it once, do it twice, do it three times, do it four times. You're a master. Not the one that your husband will say, hey, darling, I'm bringing back friends, oh, kill that chicken. No! You now make white soup without meat. And how shall it taste? So he'll come back, they'll start killing it. Say, we are on the way, oh, I'm about to board my flight. We are coming, oh. No, they tell you, I'm coming, please kill that chicken. See, I saw this person, I'm coming with you. I'm telling you, it's him. You now cross the fence of your big house in Lagos. How will you do the chicken? Now cross the, that's not the gate, go, go, go. My God, don't be angry, I live next door. Please don't be angry, can you kill chicken? That's how you let someone into your house. Next thing, you won't know who broke in at night. When you could have just gone, where's that chicken? Come here today, judgment. One minute, done. No, you won't learn. You just want life to happen. Life does not just happen. 
He takes it out. This sister was so afraid of this. I said, no, 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 no. Till we finally picked up the thing after they killed it, hold it by the wing. Nothing happened. Deliverance commenced. Now, I heard cockroaches is the same thing. So, how will you survive in this world? I asked her, what happens if you're in the house alone with your baby? And this wasp is flying around. You lock the door, run out, going to what be what on earth are you gonna do? God forbid you live in one room. So they come and find you standing outside with the baby. What if it's raining? Now maybe I think too much. Oh, sorry, I don't know. Some of you are be when I talk like this, you're unhappy with me. You think I think too, I don't think when I see something, it's like I'm tra- I'm traveled into the future. Brrr. I see the possibilities in your life. Then I'm, I, why you're still here? Me, I've gone, I've gone in ten directions. Say no, 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 no. Outcome bad. Boom, I'm back with you. That's what decides what I say or do about you. You, you have, I see people every day. You tell them they'll be arguing. I mean, look at this clown. If I leave you like this, you will not be happy where you find. So if you go into a house and you find that there are seven cockroaches and what three are flying at night. Are you not finished? One a.m. You're finished. The flying one, you know the flying one. You up the light here. Now I hate that thing as much as you, but we must survive. We must survive. A cockroach will now conquer. No, no. So you must. You can't go. You wake up. You come. You see a cockroach with your baby's cut. What shall you do? Okay, none of this has happened before on this earth. Have sense. Don't wait till pastor is around you. I'm always seeing people wait. Say, they, do you know how they get attracted to this? They'll say, see, pastor here. But I won't be there most of the time. You must learn. Be wise. Confront your fears. Are you hearing me? The same way. You see someone that borrows money and doesn't like working hard. I am sorry. Let's work on getting rid of that thing from that person's life. Especially if he's a man. And this one, you say a man doesn't have a good job. Why? Likely because he's lazy or you may not have a good job because there's no good job. I agree. But if you're hardworking, it will be well. So things may be tough at the beginning. Understood. But borrowing, no, 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 no. You only borrow sensibly. There's a way to borrow. Some people, I tell them, don't ever borrow without telling your disciple. There are people like that. You can't ever borrow without telling your disciple. I've seen people owe small money that became so massive, it was impossible. I've told you guys in this house, don't borrow. Bo- have I not told you don't borrow money from online banks? <laughs> uh, and something do you sometimes they, the money increases by six times seven times so fast that you can't believe it M- and money sometimes you could have gotten for zero interest from someone else that's for those who borrow who have to borrow I believe you can borrow there are Christians that say never borrow I don't agree with that you can borrow very rarely very rarely I've had family I've had many people and I don't borrow, you, God provides. A sister that just came from Abuja the other time, went back, gave a testimony during devotions, how she wanted to borrow money quickly because she hadn't been paid, because with someone's money whom she borrowed, <laughs> her relative's money. And suddenly they asked for the money, she's like, oh God, I wanted to get it from the bank and pay back once she's paid within a few days. You know, and she had a restraint. She had a restraint. And that's why she sent that question that during the retreat that someone asked about. And I said, why didn't you just ask the person before you borrowed it? And she prayed and she felt this restraint and God just helped her. 
And within minutes, or how long did she say? While she was still pondering, they paid her, her office paid her. Bring him. Now, if she had borrowed, she would have had it back immediately. She would have paid it plus 10%. So if she borrowed 200,000, she would have paid back 20,000 for nothing. You understand? So she prayed. So many people, you lack faith too much. You're so carnal. I found never borrow for pleasure. Never borrow for... You can borrow for an emergency. You can borrow if something is going at a good price. Get it now because the price is going up next year. Even though you must be careful, they are not conning you. Oh, the price is going up. It's already the new stock that is coming, I am sure. Except it's real. So you borrow because I would have got it after my salary comes in, but it's not yet here. So let me borrow to pay. Once I get my salary, I'll pay it up. There's a way you borrow. Oh, wait, I have a steady job. Every month, I can pay back one third to you. Can I borrow this for three, four months? I've helped people get such situations where I'm, I'm saying, this person has a steady income. This one has some extra money to keep. I've overseen such things. Please tell that person that, can they be borrowing that their money interest-free? Let this one. Because this one is a known person, not going to run anywhere, and has a steady source of income. Or will work hard and be paying back. Is honest, has integrity. Even if they can't pay back, or yet we'll pay back, then they pay the back. I mean, or as a church, I'm speaking as a church family. These are things I've done and been behind, whether you know it or not. Take him from one who has to loan to the other one. He has to be sensible. So I'm not all those people that say, never, never. If God cannot provide, let it be there. Mm -mm. It's okay to borrow sometimes. But there are these super indisciplined people who, if you're in this church, you hear something. You hear me? Wait, don't worry. You must overcome that thing. Families, you're the ones that make people wretched and poor, spirit of poverty. Do not be like that. Especially if you're a man. But men and female is bad. Some women borrow and put the men in debt. Then there are men. Dear God, I really hate certain things with men. Because you're going to be responsible for a household. God will hold you responsible for a household. You, your mind has to work differently. And you cannot be lazy. Who came and asked me a question about work? You see, once it's work, I get worked up. Because it's work. It works me up. Let's move on. We've stayed too long. Is it love of money or just good wisdom to avoid getting into such a relationship? Especially the man, if the man says the Lord has spoken to him very clearly, even though God has not spoken to the lady, please. You mean God won't speak to you before you ask? Don't even talk about not all this now. God should speak to both parties. Both of them are Christian. Speak. And then there should be a third party. So, again, I don't really like it when you come to ask. I thought the first part was just a general question. This one sounds like a personal question. That you bring these kinds of questions to ask here, you're more stupid than you know, except you're not a church member. If you're still a church member asking this question, you have issues. You won't go and talk to your pastor or your... Did I say you're stupid? No, I said you're more stupid. You, know, you, know, you don't know the difference. You're more stupid than you know. Proverbs 12. I never preach outside scripture. I'm, I'm a woman of the word. You're more foolish than you know. Okay, let me use King James. More foolish than you know. NIV. You're more stupid than you know. It's the same thing. It means stupid. When you become a talker, now you don't take star, come squeeze in there, say God has not spoken to you. What, are, what is it long talk? You are talking about borrowing money. You are here, sir. Is the man holding a gun to your head? Thou must marry me. Is it by force? Ask from the Lord, inquire, and then act as God leads you. And stop acting alone. I don't like people that act alone. Two are better than one. Have you heard me? Is it wrong to ask God for further confirmation when he has shown you your spouse to be and you are satisfied with mind the person, knowing fully well that the heart of man can deceive him? 
because I don't want to be balamized. It's the same thing. I've answered the same question. All of you ask the same question. How does someone who has the ministry of help really function? There are multiple ministries of help. Music is an example of a ministry of help. Assisting a servant of God is a ministry of help. It should be. It can be a paid job, but it can be a ministry of help. Anything that assists, a ministry of helps, the Levites, the Levite group were given to assist the priesthood group. They were generally a ministry of help. They helped the people of God. They helped the servant of God. They helped others that are called to the fivefold and other levels of ministry. They are helping ministries. It's not one. So people make a mistake and think it's one kind. No. There's multiple manifestations of help ministries. Example, I'm a teacher of the word. Okay? Now, I used to teach this class, this series of class, the Believer's Bible School, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, for years. I started teaching it around 2003. No. Well, about then, a bit more in an orderly way, all right? And then I thought it, I was teaching it different times on and off, on and off, till 2017. When we wanted to record it, 2018 or 19, I recorded it, but I had stopped teaching it. Others I trained to teach taught it. The people teaching it now are like the fourth, third, fourth generation of teachers of this class, if not fifth. So, I taught it alone, day and night, me alone. Just kept teaching it, teaching it, teaching it, teaching it, teaching it. Then I got others to teach it. I've taught it not just with this congregation, previous congregations I, I was with. I was in charge of Bible study. I had other teachers, other grown-up people. I taught them, they taught others. In this church group now, I don't, I've visited this class maybe what, twice in two years or so, thrice in two years. I've passed and sat down briefly come up, answer a question once or twice, thrice. I'm not involved in it. The people that assist me in doing that thing, I help. It's a ministry of helps in a way. Okay, again, we like to compartmentalize too hard. But the truth about most things is that they overlap. They are not clear, sharp stereotypes. Most things overlap in life, reality, spiritually and otherwise. <clears throat> you know, you say, oh, the gift of healing, the gift of this, the gift of that. You'll be surprised at how much overlap and non-specificity it has. God is very diverse. Very, very diverse. So the ministry of help goes beyond this. But there's a series in the Gamka School of Ministry series on helps. Please go and listen to it. Okay? You want more details? Listen to it. The ministry of helps, <coughs> you can... So even just those people helping me teach, they are helping. That helps. It doesn't mean they are necessarily called to be teach. But it's a ministry of teaching too. But it's also assistant. What did the Levites used to do? They used to help carry things, move things, assist in different ways. All right? You can also help. You can be a source of <coughs> assistance if you, you can be, you can be a source of assistance. And be reminded that we are meant to have the girls meeting this Saturday and the guys meeting 14th and the couples cluster 21st. I like to move everything by one, huh? Let me rest smaller. Hi. Not that I'm resting, I'm still walking. I've been walking since I came back. Busy. So we'll move it, the girls to 14th, the guys to 21st, the couples to 28th. Is that good? So once a month, start inviting. Prepare your things, send them out, prepare. All right. So, ministries of help are wider. It's wider, it's diverse. 
It's a system. Sometimes it's not really doing a specific thing. The Ministry of Health that helped in, in, in any way help is needed. Do you understand? There's giftings like that. There are people who help in everything. The problem is that many people don't know why people need to know their service. The word ministry, diaconia, which means service. Why you need to know how you're meant to serve is that there are people, I know I'm aware to a degree of people that have a ministry of help. But because they don't, should I say, have enough wisdom or fear of God or understanding, they do it more of like I do it when I like. When it's someone that understands it's a ministry, they don't do it when they like. They do it as of necessity, knowing that from the Lord they will receive a reward. It's a calling. There's something like that. And you have to also understand about ministries that it can change. One moment, Paul can be a teacher. Another moment, he's an apostle out there teaching and doing apostolic service too. You know, someone can seem, can be prophesying. Then let's say he's a prophet or he's prophesying. Then later on, he becomes an evangelist. And God sends him out. He still has his gift of prophet, his prophetic gifting, but his calling. He may be called to the fivefold, and he's an evangelist. You don't fix things. So a ministry of help. Just try and be faithful. In fact, I think in your early days of Christianity and all that, almost everybody's ministry should be helped. You haven't heard this before, right? You think you have to wait and get an angelic visitation, and thou shalt help. I have called thee to a ministry of helps. 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 Again, all, this is how you, our minds have been trained. But the longer I've worked with God, the more I've observed and seen His ways. You understand? Okay. If you understand the word ministry is service. So if you removed ministry and just said, can you explain the service of help, how it functions? The help is functions by your helping. In what way? In whatever. We need someone to sweep this place. Okay. I'll do it. I'll get people to help clean up. So some of what we call ushers, some of what we call this and that, some of it, in, there are people who this is their life calling to help. When God takes them somewhere, they help. Some people think giving money is the help. That's a ministry of giving. There are other things that money can do. It can be overseeing something. Okay, ah, we need to build this thing. We need to set this thing. And they have accepted it as their calling. It doesn't even mean they are in charge necessarily. They may not be in charge of the people cleaning the place. They may be one of those that clean. They just said, whenever there's anything to clean, call me. Whenever there's anywhere I can help, tell me. So someone that may have discovered that, oh, I mean, this is someone that is older, 30, 40, 50. This is my ministry. You dedicate yourself. You don't wait and say, eh, I must be recognized. Recognize how? Do what you See, your reward is directly connected to how much you did it to. Just like it, my reward is connected to how well I pastored and taught as of this time. Just as you're called evangelistic ministry. The, the degree, degree to which you're directly connected. So if you play with it, you, you know. If you're waiting here, nobody even notices. How come I'm the only one that comes out to sweep? sweep? That's like me saying, how come I'm the only one that came, comes out to teach? Are you real? That means it's not a ministry to you. It is, I don't know what it is. It means you don't understand how ministry works. Service, the service God gave you per time is what you should do. All right? Okay. I think that's it. No other question, right? Praise God. How many questions? Eight questions of which six about marriage. Five about marriage. Five about marriage. We have, we're going to pray simple prayer and be gone. It was a Bible study. Except someone else has a question.
keep your marriage questions more for the meetings we are going to have all right the female meetings are only for the females and uh the male meetings are for the males you, i'm sure you guessed that right <laughs> then the couples cluster is for couples people that are just very close to getting married people that are divorced separated all that you're all invited for the couples cluster you know you know people that might invite them start inviting them ahead please uh, let's have the flyers, e-flyers out already. Let them go out, invite people, tell them by mouth, tell them repeatedly, tell them remember. We want to see as many marriages as we can heal or bring back together or make better. We want your life experience to be good. For me, it really matters that your life experience be good. Marriage, the Bible tells you in First Corinthians 7, those who marry will have troubles. I know you have troubles. However, you can reduce the trouble. You know, trouble that could last for one day. Why make, last, why make it last for one month? How many of you know, have heard of couples that don't talk to each other for one month? One month, they don't talk. You say, that's misery. You say, those are the kinds of things that don't have to be. Even though the other couple is annoying, but it doesn't have to be. So, you can reduce every evil. Every bad in this world can be reduced. I believe that with all my heart. And it's what I always fight for. Every, even persecution for being a Christian, you can reduce persecution. Everything can be reduced that is bad. It can be reduced. The more you know, that demonstration I gave, the more you listen to the Lord, and fear and obey him, the more peaceful it is, okay? Like us to stand to our feet. Thank the Lord in one 30 seconds. Tell him, thank you for the things I've learned and heard. Father, I bless your name. I give you glory. Thank you, Father Abba, for light and direction, for instruction, for counsel. Blessed be your name, for you give light in the dark. You give light. You give assistance. You enable us. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. I'd like us to ask the Lord to please help us. He said, the way David said, he said, I've set the Lord always before me. I shall not be moved. Set him at my right hand. You see, when the Lord is, that's how David lived. He, he lived with his eyes on the Lord. The way Hebrew says it, says looking on to Jesus, the beginner and the ender of your faith. You know, so there's a, a way you live that always has the Lord just there. So whatever you encounter in life, you, you lift up your eyes to the Lord, not to the hills. Your help comes from the Lord, not to the hills. The lifted flesh, no. Lifted earth, no. From the Lord, not the hill. You look at him. If you live like this, it means you fear the Lord. You're constantly saying, God, what do you say? God, what do you think? So about ministry, about anything and everything else, it is wisdom. It is wisdom to live a life that turns to the Lord. I want you to ask the Lord, please, help me learn to set you ever before my face. Come on. Father, help me. Help me keep you before my eyes in all things. I want to do your will. I want to please you. I want to run after you. I want to follow the path that you appoint. I do not want to jump over the valley of shadow of death. I want to walk with you. I want to hold your hands. Give us grace to follow you. Thank you, great Father. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. About marriage, just a word of comfort. God told me, I, I shared it some, a year ago or so or two. I said, hey, because that's why God, I am a human too. You know, I warn you guys, don't push me too hard. I might become too physical. I might yield and do what you want, which is not safe. <laughs> it's better I do what God wants. And it, it, the word was like, tell your people not to worry about marriage. People have married here, but <laughs> they tell them not to worry. When it's time, like God will do what he wants to do. <laughs> so there's something the world has taught you. There's something uh, Canal Christianity has taught 
that you must demand something before you get it. I'm not saying you can't ask. You can't ask for things, but don't act like God has no hand or control or is out of, it seems he has forgotten. Forgotten what? What about the other areas of your life? Has he forgotten? Then why do you think he has forgotten about settling the solitary in families? He has not forgotten. It means, like I've told you many times, you are not ready, or your spouse is not ready. Would you not rather wait for the food, the beans to be boiled and soft than bring it down and not be able to eat it or have a tummy ache? So wisdom dictates that you should wait. Trust the Lord like that. Don't act in a haste and move faster. Jump ahead of your shepherd. It doesn't end well for anyone. What's the use of starting something and ending it before it's God's will? I would rather wait and collect it in time and enjoy it. Yes? So, Father, I'm asking for your children here that you will give them the grace to wait. And listen and pay attention to you. Help all of us grow in paying attention to you. Living a life of growing in preparation and being ready. Yes, God. Yes, God. Help us get ready. <laughs> oh, help us focus on being made ready. The king's daughter is beautiful inside. The workings of gold. Father, help us receive the nature, the divine nature within us. So, God. Sons and daughters, prepared. Deliver us from demonic haste. Every spirit of, of, of distress and distraction, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Amen. Command you to take your fingers out of their brains. Every mind that has been discombobulated with stress that is not divine, I command you to depart in Jesus' name. Amen. I speak peace to the heart. I speak peace to the mind. I speak peace to the thoughts. Yes, God. I speak peace. Every spirit of lust, I bind you. I command you to take your hands off. Every burning that is from carnal, earthly, wicked observation, I command your power to be broken. Every root of unrighteousness that has still remained, burn up in Jesus' name. I call the fire of God upon spirits of lust. Burn out, burn out, burn out. This one belongs to the Lord. These ones belong to the Lord. They belong to the Lord. They are set apart for the Lord. They are holy to the Lord. These ones will live and declare the glory of God. In due season, the Lord will appoint that which concerns them. For all their days are in his hands. Thank you, good Father. Blessed be your name. Father, I ask for every offering. If you have an offering, take it in cash or you can transfer later. Father, I ask that you receive every offering that will be given. I ask that you use it for your glory and that you extend your kingdom. Concerning the website, Father, we ask for the provision, the support, human support, especially and financial support. Father, I ask you that you will help us, help us, help us, help us call the army of the Lord out. Help us summon them. Help us feed them. Help us equip them. Help us provide the thing. I ask for laborers. We ask for laborers. We ask for laborers. Father, we ask for laborers. Oh God, the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are so few, good Father. We ask that the laborers be given by you. Help us bring about your kingdom on the earth. Thank you, Lord God. Let the soldiering company increase. Lord God, let civilians cross over into the military of God. Lord of hosts, call your people. Let them hear the sound of the trumpet. And when they come, let us be found ready to help equip them. Help us fulfill your commands in our lives. Thank you. 
bless your children as they go, bless their way and their going and coming. Lord, keep them in all their ways, safe and sound. Father God, deliver them from evil on every side. Father, I'm asking for the authority that is residual to manifest whenever needed with great power. Yes, God, let your light shine out and through them. Bless their bread and water. Thank you. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.